0: Hello beautiful people and welcome to our humble abode the Thunderdome on this coach up Thursday February 1st Rabbit, rabbit, this sports program brought to you by Top Golf starts now. Football it is a beautiful thing and football has provided jobs to many. And we're not just talking about players and staff and front office and doctors and trainers and equipment managers, but obviously to those that have a aspiration to lead men and uh, make the most out of a team and have an opportunity to chase a dynasty in a Lombardi forever. Two new coaching hires have taken place since the last time we were live on air on this particular program. Both the Commanders and the Seahawks mm-hmm. have found their new head coaches, and we'll talk about that today. We'll talk to Adam Schefter in about five minutes to see how this Commander's hiring of Dan Quinn, which got mm-hmm. announced this morning, came to be. Mike McDonald, Baltimore Ravens, D.C., is now with the Seattle Seahawks. We'll talk to him in about four minutes to see where he's at. Then we'll talk to Peyton Manning in about Ooh, 20 nice. minutes because he's coaching, obviously, down at the Pro Bowl. He also on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Right. Alongside a lot of people say Tom Brady was on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, who appeared yesterday. Hopefully, we're able to get Big Joe Montana on tomorrow. So the day has obviously been absurd. We'll also have Sharon Moore, new head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, joining us in the second hour. Should be a phenomenal day of conversation. Because it's not just them. It's not just me. It's also the toxic table. At Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Con man, sweet shirt. Almost a little, uh, you know, stoic shirt you got going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's stoic. It seems like as though they're at the end of a hunt kind of like we're at the end of the NFL season you could say a dog and a guy hunting but no feeling great I had to uh, do the J.J. Watt mile for the Burnley goal this morning so that was a great morning up until about three minutes ago uh, everything was going great and then I shot a basketball and Absolutely destroyed a uh, glass frame over there. So there's glass everywhere on the court. Aside from that, (laughs) I feel great. Uh, You you are known to be a little bit destructive every once in a while, but live by the sword,
0: die by the sword. We've got Mm -hmm. a lot of great things with the Mm -hmm. way you go about doing life, and you'll never miss a shot again. We understand that with the basketball. And that dog will hunt on your chest, just like Jeff Halfley will hunt as the new defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. I think a lot of us, Ty Schmidt, whenever we heard that the Green Bay Packers were hiring the Boston College head coach, we said, Oh, Boston College, real powerhouse. Hey, that feels like a good play. But then you start doing a little bit of research, and it's like, oh, the Green Bay Packers weren't the only team that were hoping for Jeff Halfley to return to the NFL and join them. Then we heard clips of Richard Sherman back whenever Halfley was leading the San Francisco 49ers defense, and here's what Richard
1: Sherman had to say about him.
2: Going back to Halfley, now you had a full season to work with him, get to know him, how he operates. Uh, what has impressed you uh, about him?
1: His preparation is, is, is
3: some of the best I've seen. You know, I've had some great defensive Back coaches some great defensive coaches defensive
1: minds um, and he's right up there he's with his preparation and how he breaks down film and how easy and simple he makes the game plan sound and how easy he makes it for guys to understand like he paints a, a very vivid picture of, of what you're going to see and, and it's
3: all about executing like I've I've tried to explain to you guys over and over, like they, they give us the plays a lot of times. A lot of times
1: they prepare us really well.
0: I think the immediate reaction was the shit on the Halfley hiring, but then as we did more research, maybe the Packers got it right here. Ty, you pumped up about this. Yes,
4: I am excited. Like you said, when you first hear it, because uh, I do remember when you know Jeff Halfley was the, the DC of or co-DC of Ohio State in 2019, and they went from like 50th back up to number one, but it was it was kind of out of nowhere cuz the packers had interviewed you know like 6 or 7 guys and i think most fans were you see what's going on in baltimore they brought in baltimore's linebacker's coach and d-backs coach and it's like well their defense is so good you maybe want a young guy up and comer to to kind of do this but but then yeah the more you look at it it's like halfley is a nfl guy he's he's has plenty of experience in the league you talk about the players who respect him and I mean, I was talking to a source last night who basically said... What did the source sound like? Uh, he sounded a bit like this, kind of kind of from the Boston area, who mm-hmm. who maybe knows Jeff Halfley uh, pretty well. Uh, he's a good dude, schematically very uh, very respected. Show. Uh, but he said that Halfley basically was vetted a couple years ago for a head coaching job in the NFL and that he thinks if he wouldn't have went this year then there's a chance that within the next couple years like he was going back to the NFL. And then you see his philosophy. He likes playing press coverage. He's very, you know, I mean, he very aggressive. And that's kind of been the knock on the Packers, at least it was with Joe Barry. All the time they're getting in these third and longs, and then you got cornerbacks playing 15 yards off the ball and teams just marching right down the field. So it does kind of seem like a complete culture change. So easy to kind of shit on it right away because, yeah, he's the Boston College head coach, and it's like, Maybe there are other candidates in the NFL who are a little bit more established, but I'm, I'm very happy with this. Kind of off the beaten path, but I think it's good.
0: Good for you. Owner of the Packers mm-hmm. there. Maybe the defense will be able to hold up its end of the bargain with Jordan Love obviously being a phenomenal young talent who's going to lead them for the next few years. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys, Tone Diggs. Obviously, Steelers going through a lot of changes. Speaking of change, we don't have any change on this particular no. Thursday. Mm-mm. We got the same legend joining us live on the stage. 36 years in coaching, 18 in college, 18 in the NFL, uh, Coach Chuck Pagano. Uh, you coach. coach, you're the people's coach. A lot of coaches hiring, uh, getting hired right right now Dan Quinn to the Commanders Mike McDonald to the Seahawks Halfley getting hired pretty much all positions have been filled is this kind of how you saw it going or uh, what do you think
5: yeah yeah I mean once Baltimore lost you knew Mike McDonald's name was out there right so they came to see him and as soon as he got on a plane to go to Seattle you kind of put two and two together saying this is just a you know, 36 years hand. old, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but phenomenal coach, I guess. I don't know him, know of him uh, from afar. Great X and O guy, great great mind, great with the guys, great preparation, all the things that, you know, uh, old boy was talking about with Halfley. But, yeah, it's a, that's a good hire for them. And, and Quinn's proven. He's done it, you know. Um, he gets another shot with the commanders. I, I like that. All right, And, well, uh, you know, I think Micah's – Probably excited, you know, for for Dan. You think Michael Parsons is excited? Dan Quinn's getting an opportunity with the Commanders? Well, you know what'll be interesting? When's his contract done? <laughs> well, I don't you know.
0: <laughs> a lot of conversations uh, around Michael Parsons' most recent podcast. Joining us now is a man who probably has the inside scoop on how Dan Quinn ended up being with the Commanders, how McDonald ended up being with Seattle, because last time he joined us, he actually said, like, uh, a lot of people are saying Ben Johnson or Slowick are going to the Commanders, and Dan Quinn's going to Seattle. I would bet that one, if not both of those, is wrong. Now. If he knew something he chose not to tell us, Correct. what's course. the deal? Ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, senior NFL insider for ESPN, Adam Schefter. Hey. Hey. Shefty, we got gentlemen, what's going on? We got Coach Throne more on in the second hour. Obviously, the new man in charge of Michigan. We can't wait to chat with him. We will certainly mention you and all the other prestigious alumni who are excited about where Michigan football is. But let's talk about Dan Quinn to the commanders. We see that, you know, Ben Johnson was supposed to go there. Sloak was supposed to go there. Is there another hiring happening right now? Was that was that him actually texting you in the middle of this entire thing we heard that there was supposed to be offensive guy potentially going to the commanders maybe a younger guy going to the commanders now defensive veteran coach hired by the commanders braves belichick defensive veteran coaches still on the market will not have a head coaching this kind of coach a carousel why was dan quinn the guy over there and how many people knew that that was probably likely
6: Well, there are a few things to consider here. I think first and foremost, they had the GM that they wanted. They got the guy that they wanted right away in uh, Adam Peters and they hired him out of the box. That was something that was important to them and they got that done. And I think that they were of the mind that in a perfect world, they weren't going to be pairing a first-time GM with a first-time head coach. And so Dan Quinn checks the boxes there in that regard. The other thing is is that when these organizations are going through this hiring process, they make a lot of calls and they get a lot of calls from a lot of different people. uh, Endorsing candidates, recommending guys, you got to get to know this guy, I'm telling you about this guy, vouching for this guy. I know that the commanders felt like they got more calls and more texts unsolicited uh, about Dan Quinn with positive messages from people than they got from any other candidate. And that's just the way that it kind of went. Now, that's not why he got the job, but it certainly was comforting and reassuring that they felt like they were getting a guy that is high energy, that's upbeat, that's positive. It probably doesn't hurt that you're weakening the team in the division, although I don't really believe that to be a driving force or a primary factor in why they hired Dan Quinn. They hired Dan Quinn because they believe in him as a leader. They believe in him as a man. They believe that Other people are spot on in what they say about Dan Quinn, who had been a finalist for other head coaching jobs, and the board just didn't fall his way in recent years, but they feel like they've got a whole energetic, upbeat, positive guy stepping in to Washington to help try to – lead that team into the future
0: before we go to seattle and the mike mcdonald hire 36 year old good good for him good for the future of football when new ownership happens are you just automatically on the first flight there, trying to get in with them so you can get information or how does that whole process go legit that's a real question there how how does that go because there might be some more new ownership and it's like obviously with the washington football team the commanders There's going to be a lot of movements. Obviously, GM, head coach, they're in D.C., they have a loyal fan base. It's like, how quickly do you feel like you get a good sense of what's going on in one of those places?
6: Uh, I mean, that's sort of the job. It's not like uh, Josh Harris and I are having regular phone conversations or anything like that, but uh, everybody's different. Some people uh, want to talk to the media, some people don't. Some people have other people speak with the media. It just every situation is different, Pat, and I I had the uh, fortune of getting to sit down with Josh shortly after he was approved in Minneapolis last summer. Got to meet and talk with him. But uh, you know, it's funny, last year, I was thinking about this last night, I went to a luncheon at the Super Bowl last year on the Friday before the Super Bowl, and I was seated next to Josh Harris at the lunch. And he hadn't even bought the team yet. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit, not a lot, but he and I sat together at this lunch. Um and uh probably didn't spend as much time with him as i should have but we but we did eat next to each other and he was I could say, I could report back, he was very politely mannered and he kept his mouth closed when he chewed his food. That's a big deal. (laughs) Very happy
0: to hear that, obviously, because we've seen him do some interviews in the past. Doesn't feel like he's the most comfortable person speaking, but obviously a mastermind in the things that he does. Feels like he got the guy that he likes. I like that the pompous hounds over there are also pumped, uh, it sounds like, for the hot...
6: I I can shut the door in my office. I don't know what the hell's going on, but we got something going on here.
0: Hey, some delivery, I would assume, coming uh, to the Schefter house. Let's talk about a delivery to Seattle. Mike McDonald 36 year old head coach now youngest head coach in the NFL will be leading the Seattle Seahawks I believe Schneider will be the one in charge there leading the way with the way it has been reconstructed and who's in the power there Uh, Chuck Pagano here has obviously been around a long time. He said as soon as you heard about McDonald flying over Seattle after the Ravens end up losing, it was almost as if the writing was on the wall. We all thought Dan Quinn was going to be that guy. You thought no. When did the uh, McDonald kind of sights start happening for the Seattle Seahawks in your eyes?
6: Well, I think you heard over the weekend, I started to hear that the Seahawks, led by their general manager, John Schneider, were willing to wait to talk to Mike McDonald until after the Ravens season ended, meaning that if the Baltimore Ravens had won in the division or the conference championship round on Sunday against Kansas City, I I think that they might have extended their search to after the Super Bowl because that's how much they wanted to talk to, meet with, and were interested in Mike McDonald. And so they met with him the day after the game. They fly him out the next day. They wasted no time. Washington also had a certain level of interest in Mike McDonald, who was, by the way, a finalist in Tennessee, in Carolina, people in Atlanta were highly impressed. Like the interesting thing is when you talk to these teams about these candidates, they really all loved Mike McDonald. He stood out to them. And so it wasn't, you know, when I said to you on Monday that I don't think the board is going to go the way that people are saying, because everybody was saying Ben Johnson in Washington and Dan Quinn in Seattle. And in my mind, I truly believed, from what I knew, that Mike McDonald was getting one of these jobs. I didn't know which one. Why didn't but you I, tell us? I, Come on. Why didn't you tell us? That's the purpose. I, I did tell you. I did tell you. You didn't, you didn't say, I well, Mike McDonald's, McDonald's going to get one I, of these jobs. I, well, I said to you, everybody's expecting Dan Quinn in Seattle and Ben Johnson. Yeah, I'm tired of having to, least- to read
0: through the shit. Just, you know, I- I'm a basic human. Just tell me <laughs> what you know, Chef. Do you like, for instance, Pat, what, what do you- you're a
6: very smart guy. You can add one, and one. I told you that at least one and maybe both, those are the exact words yeah, I say, use, were not going to happen. The internet
0: gods are telling <laughs> you that you were wrong there. They are throttling. the <laughs> mid yell. Your face was frozen there. But now that we yeah. have these two decided and there's no other head coaching gigs open It's like Vrabes, Belichick, Ben Johnson, Slowick. We're all just assuming they're going to wait until next year.
6: This is just a next year type thing. Or what do you think happens with Vrabes and Bill? Well, they're going to have to sit down and decide exactly how they want to approach the season. And everybody handles it differently. Uh, There are various ways to go about it. Both men are under contract. So it's not like there's any rush. Both men are, well-known and have great reputations people know that they're out there Uh, I think what if it were me I think you want to stay involved in the game to some extent you want to go around in training camps you want to visit with some organizations that you know and respect with people that will let you kind of watch and observe for three four five days at a time maybe a week then maybe you want to work with one of those teams just as a consultant, an advisory role, breaking down film, making suggest, whatever it may be. Because when the next cycle rolls around, and even before then, frankly, the names that are going to be on the tip of everybody's lips will be Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, P. Carroll. And by the way, anytime any of these franchises under high scrutiny with a lot of pressure, Go under some kind of losing streak. Oh yeah, what's the first thing their fan bases are going to say? What what, what are you going to be talking about on this show we when could a have, coach starts? We could have hired Bill break. Belichick last.
0: We could have hired yep. Bill. That's the name. That's going to, now. Pete Carroll, obviously, legend. Vrabe's legend. But you already got. I mean, I'm I'm assuming you're around a lot more than me. I had a Jets fan call me this morning, Facetime me, and go, mm. "What are we doing? We're still mm. just going to go into this year, and we're just going to let Bill Belichick and Vrabe's just be." nothing Mm -hmm. and we're just going to roll with our
6: guy now i'm not saying you you know know what you know you know what may happen what may happen next year and i just thought of this this is interesting oh because these guys are out there i'm just you, this is one option we've seen in the past this year it seemed like there were the three openings and everybody else waited till the end of the season and then after because arthur smith was fired on sunday Ron Rivera fired on Monday. Mike Vrabel was fired on Tuesday. Pete Carroll was Wednesday. Bill Belichick was Thursday. It was one a day. What you may see next year is this could impact how teams handle their coaching situation so that in, I'm making this up, November 1st, when a team is three and six, three and seven, and they've fallen out and the owner knows he's making a change, at that point in time, you pull the plug mid November so that you could get out there to start interviewing candidates so that you can get a jump on Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, whoever it is that you want to go hire. If you remember, I believe that Mike Shanahan was hired by Washington in season, before the season was over. They announced it, if my memory serves me correct, in December. And that may be the type of thing that we face the prospect of seeing this upcoming season where coaches are let go in early to mid-November as opposed to a team waiting around to the end of the season
0: hey we appreciate the hell out of you buddy good luck with everything host of the Adam Schefter podcast senior NFL insider at ESPN and Amanda got it right I guess didn't really give it all. Right. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got it right. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Schrapper, thank you. Yay! Yay! Okay, Chuck, let's talk about that. Like yeah. a midseason potential opportunity. And obviously, we bring up the Jets because of the amount of scrutiny that was on it. And they decided to run it back from last year and all the dreams and hopes that they had last year. They're just going to hope that the same exact thing happens this year. And if it doesn't work out, their fans are going to get loud. Not that their fans haven't been loud, but it's going to get. They're not the only team, though, that potentially starts bad. And the fans knew it was maybe going to be a bad year. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there's a lot of places with Bill out there and Pete out there and Vrabes out there. And I think Carolina did this whenever Tepper took over the team with Ron Rivera, like fired him like week six or seven or Mm -hmm. something. And they're like, hey, we're going to get a jump on next year. We're going to try to do that whole thing. What does that mean for the coaches you think that are currently in those positions? Like Robert Sala knows. Like Bill Belichick's out there. Iberflus knows. Like, hey, Vrabes is still out there and our fans are potentially feeling that way. How do they keep that out? And what is the perspective you think they have?
5: Yeah, you can't worry about that we all know, you hear that cliche all the time, right? We know what we signed up for. They obviously know that they have to win. You know, it's bottom line business. You win, you get to keep your job. Uh, if you don't, you're out. So they know those guys are out there. My question is, look at the average age of the guys hired this year, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's going young. So Bill's going to be out a year. Pete's going to be out a year. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be 73. And, and yeah. you know, Bill turned 72 in April, I believe. Yep. You know, he'll be seven So... Guys, ownership, GM, they're going to say, are we going to go hire a 72, 73-year-old? And how long is he going to want to coach for? So the average age, to me, is like, that's the biggest thing, you know, biggest question mark. And then
0: they're not going to be a fit for maybe one, one, you know. So I thought potentially the commanders were a fit for Bill Belichick, just strictly because – all the people that would potentially get fired when Bill Belichick came in, which was a conversation piece, I guess, around the Atlanta Falcons. It's like, hey, when Bill comes in, he's taken over a lot of different jobs, and he has his people that are in there. It's a two- to three-year run. Do we want to fire 30 people that we have hired and we know for a two- to three-year no, run so. with Bill Belichick? That's a lot of extra mm-hmm. bullshit that comes alongside of hiring a coach. And obviously, that comes with part of the job. You're making billions of dollars. There's a reason for that. It's not every day is going to be easy, especially if you want change. but that certainly cause for concern for an owner especially older owners you know people are talking about that with the cowboys like you think jerry jones at his age wants to go through an entire new reset of his organization and culture nobody's really talking about that the commanders they're they're already having the reset yeah so like if you want to steal a two to three year window here to kind of launch your new legacy your new ownership that might be the spot where bill belichick comes in and is like i got the GM area. Mm -hmm. I got like the scouting that we want. I got the head coaching one. I know I got the people here for this. It's almost like a plug-in-place of a system. But them choosing to go a different direction. Still the oldest coach that was hired outside of Harbaugh, this hiring cycle was Dan Quinn in his fifties or whatever. It's just like I don't know who's gonna hire 15 wins away. Yes. Bill Belichick. It's right there. 15 wins away happening. from being the all-time winningest coach in the history of the NFL. And what you just pointed out, and what we've kind of talked about, it's like, it's, it's seemingly not... It's not going to happen for Bill, which is bananas to think about at this
1: age. Yeah, definitely not this year, but like all the two to three year run stuff we're talking about with the, you know, Belichick, and th- that makes the most sense with the Jets. And I hate that I'm saying it, but like if Rodgers is their plan and that's a two to three year run, why wouldn't you partner your two to three year run quarterback hmm. with a two to three year, year run? with the greatest coach and GM of all time like that's a match made in heaven it feels like and like even if the jets sneak into the playoffs at 9 and 8 or 10 and 7 and then they don't you know go to the conference championship it feels like even that would be grounds for them to say all right solid douglas like we did what we could in these 2 years with rodgers obviously we only got one real year with him but even that year didn't look great let's try the 2 to 3 year run with the 2 to 3 years left we have with rodgers with Bill Belichick, and if we win it in that span, awesome. If we don't, well, Roger- we're going to have to reset again. Yeah, Rogers is gone anyway, so we have to start this thing over either way. Joining us now is a man who probably has some opinions mm-hmm. on all of it.
0: A guy who has literally been in the NFL his entire life. Uh, not only because yeah. of his dad, but because of his incredible ability. He'll be coaching in the Pro Bowl this weekend against his brother on everybody's Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks. I was lucky enough to be a teammate of his. Ladies and gentlemen, Peyton Miami. Hey, I heard you're enjoying the hell out of Disney World down there, buddy.
7: I just finished riding Tron. Uh, Probably not great for the neck, Pat, but uh, actually me and the kids uh, had a good time. Uh, I passed on Space Mountain because that's definitely bad uh, for a guy who's had four neck surgeries. But, yeah, right in the middle of Disney World right Having a great time here at the Pro Bowl in Orlando. Hey,
0: oldest ride, longest line, Space Mountain can be had a different time. I appreciate that you're joining us here. In the Pro Bowl being in Orlando, we talked about this, I think, with JJ Watt yesterday about how you used to be the mayor of the Pro Bowl in Hawaii, how there was conversations about the pool and how you would basically explain what the week was. It was a massive celebration. Feels like you're trying to keep the Pro Bowl relevant, trying to keep the Pro Bowl something special. How do you feel about it in Disney World and how do you feel about the Pro Bowl as a whole and being back a part
7: of it, Peyton? I think the NFL did a great job uh, calling an audible, if you will, Pat, going to the flag game. Vegas being the first year last year. uh, Players had a lot of fun. Uh, The NFL has taken all the players' feedback from last year, how to make it even better. Uh, Orlando, uh, 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 they rented out universal uh last night for all the players all the players oh, uh, get to go to the nice. world as well so um it's been a home run so far we got great participation obviously there's 14 guys that are in the super bowl from the chiefs and the niners that can't be here and why is that because they had great players in that team and that's why they made the pro bowl but they can't be here but uh all the guys are excited and uh, eli and i uh look trying to make it fun uh do I want to beat Eli this year? Absolutely. I've been thinking about it all year since last year. So that is the number one goal. But uh, I think the NFL has done a great job, and the participation has been great.
0: Eli said he's not doing shit this year. He said he <laughs> yeah. he, he mm-hmm. said last year he got a lot of work put on his plate. This year he learns. He hired a couple people. He said, you guys do everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just a figurehead. Are you doing the same thing, or are you more hands-on
7: this year? Well, like I said, we did hire Wes Welker as offensive coordinator, so I want to bring that Mike McDaniel offense. Tua, Tua is our starting quarterback, so Tua will know the system. Uh, C.J. Strouds, uh, our second quarterback. Slowick runs the same system as McDaniel, so it should be a smooth – transition there. Gardner Minshew is just a gamer, right? So it doesn't matter what kind of offense he's in, he's just going to make it happen. So I feel good about our playbooks. I sent them, uh, up, um, all the players, the playbooks right after they got beat in the playoffs to give them at least three weeks to study. So I expect everybody <laughs> to be, uh, tomorrow's practice. And uh, yeah, uh, Ray Lewis is the coordinator. So that's a good thing. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great.
0: Hey, uh, we talked about the infamous Peyton Manning voice memos yesterday. Uh, Has Wes Welker got any of those? And have you sent any to the boys, or do you plan on doing that night before game to really let them know what's at stake?
7: Yeah, I sent Wes a long voice memo, kind of telling him. Hey, what's the length of
0: that? 18,
7: 20, 30?
0: What is the length of that, actually?
7: Yeah, I think it was 15 minutes. It was short. Uh, (laughs) Kind of what my thought process was last year, what the rules are, what the defenses are in classic Welker form, he said, Peyton, okay, these are great plays, but y'all lost last year. They didn't work, so I'm bringing my own stuff. So I, I lost the fight back from Welker. He was the same way uh, as a teammate. And so, uh, um, look, a lot of pressure's on him, right? He's got he's to come in here and do the job, but uh um, fun.
0: A lot of people that know you are saying that it's all fun and games with Wes Welker being the guy calling the plays until, you know, until... Is there a little bit of? Is it? Have you already thought about the moment? Hey, what's up?
7: What's go? Hey, what's going on? Is that? Is we got that, photo. We got photo bombs from Mosley Manning going on in the back. She just got off Space Mountain. She's so excited. Uh, yeah, look, I heard Eli chirping a little bit. Look, Wes has the reins. Wes has the reins until it's not going well, and um, you know I can take over. So that's uh, that's just kind of the deal. But I expect Wes to to uh, you know to be focused to do the job. And like I said. You know, Tua is our running back, I mean, uh, is our starting quarterback. Uh, we have other Dolphins, uh, you know, players in the backfield. So uh, it should be pretty smooth, I think.
0: Okay, and last thing about the Pro Bowl before we ask you about the Super Bowl, as you get back to your vacation with your family that you've obviously earned, and shout out to Mosley making an appearance. We any manning that makes an appearance on the program we're on yep. awesome it. just like the you know eli eli put a bounty on your head pretty much in the dodgeball game he said anybody that hits you right in the dome will earn some sort of uh, bounty from him are you keeping your head on a swivel that big ass head on a swivel during dodgeball and what do you think about his tactics kind of being a little bit dirty this year seemingly
7: yeah, look, I mean, Eli's comfortable, right? I mean, they won in kind of a controversial ruling last year. Look, it's got an asterisk next to it. Pat, you know that. You were broadcasting it. You saw what happened at the end of the game. So, um, you know, look, he's cocky. He's comfortable. He, I mean, he's got to get some new material besides the forehead jokes, right? It's just, you know, three years now of the same stuff, right? I mean, find some different writers uh, and, and come back with something stronger. But, yeah, I'll be ready. Um, You know, I was talking to uh, Quentin last night. I got Quentin Nelson. Uh, uh, I got Ryan Kelly. I got my bodyguards, you know, the AFC guys. They're going to take care of me tonight. So I feel safe tonight for sure in dodgeball. A
0: couple Colts offensive linemen. Happy they came back to form this past year. Same with Gardner Minshew, obviously, on the squad. I'm excited to see him throughout all the games. He's electrifying. Let's talk about the Super Bowl here while we have you for a minute or two. Both these teams seem to be obviously playing their best ball, but also seem to be hated publicly, you know, for whatever reason. The Chiefs, they win too much. The Niners, while well, their quarterback is just surrounded by good players, it's like it's a Super Bowl. No shit. How do you feel about the matchup between the two and how do you kind of see the game going Peyton
7: look I think it's the two best teams that are playing because they've done it because they've gotten to this point um I think we've learned don't tell Patrick Mahomes that he can't do something oh you can't win in Buffalo watch this no way you can win in Baltimore in an AFC championship watch this and then uh everybody kind of wanted to write the Niners off after the Baltimore game and You know, look, Green Bay at halftime, I think everybody said uh, this game's over. The same for the Detroit game. And all they do is just keep fighting and keep coming back. And what Brock Purdy, all he does is get it done. He's calm and cool. I'm waiting to see Brock Purdy sweat. I haven't seen him sweat yet. He just looks as as calm and collected in the pocket as Joe Montana. So uh, it's the two best teams. I don't think Kyle Shanahan is super excited about the Niners being favorites. I think he'd like to have some say in that and make. And I'm not sure why people keep picking against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes as underdogs, but I know he likes that. I know he has that laminated in the locker room, bulletin board material. We're the underdogs. They're going to, you know, channel that. So, look, it's been proven that I'm a bad predictor, so I'm not about to make a prediction. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I do. I think it's going to be an offensive game, which is is great. Um, But. which is Look, great. It, um, it, it, what both of those teams did in the playoffs, especially in the championship games, uh, under tough conditions, my uh, hats off to them and they deserve to be in this game.
0: All right. Well, enjoy the hell out of Disney world. Good luck this weekend at the pro bowl. You can't become completely defeated as a coach in the pro bowl. That can't happen. That's not Peyton Manning. You know,
7: I, I agree. I agree, Pat. It won't happen. Uh, we will even the score, uh, in Orlando and, uh, uh, MVP, uh, they used to give a car to the MVP, uh, So we're working on the gift. Maybe, you know, Pat McAfee wants to, you know, name the MVP. But I'm going the early MVP uh, candidate as – I'm going C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud for the MVP. Hey, rookie, too. So it's his
0: first time. You know, he's going to want to ball out just like he has all year. I'm excited to see what Wes Welker cooks up for the boys. You're the man. We appreciate you.
7: Thanks, Pat. All
0: right. See you, Mosley. Ladies and gentlemen, Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton All right, so – that we talked about it a bit yesterday with JJ, but it's real. Like Peyton Manning used to be the mayor of the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. and the reason why he was the mayor of the Pro Bowl is because obviously his dad was. There, so he'd been at the Pro Bowl since he's like a little kid. And if you do recall Eli and Peyton, I think there was like a Reebok commercial from back in the day when they're like eight or nine years old playing football in the front yard down in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and they're like even the next generation is ready. So they've actually been talked about as NFL quarterbacks since before they could. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. You know? So the amount of pride that they have in the NFL and how thankful they are to be a part of the NFL is real and genuine. Uh, genuine. And when Peyton started seeing what was happening with the Pro Bowl, I think he was like, this can't. We we, we got to keep this and preserve something in the NFL. Like we we can't just lose everything to the modern way of thinking and business decisions and people lacking interest and in stuff. Like Pro Bowl has to remain something that has value and has importance because the guys who work their ass off and the guys that carry the league that's who the Pro Bowlers are. The Pro Bowlers are the guys that make all the money for the league. They're the ones that sell the tickets. They're the ones that make the teams good. It's like there has to be some sort of feeling of that still. so I'm, I appreciate that he's investing all the way back in it. Uh, I think it's going to be tough to make it like it once was, but as long as it remains something that is still somewhat important, I think it's good for all parties.
4: Uh, I'm sure we talked about it last year, but was there ever a reason given why they decided to move it away from Hawaii? Well, that's what I, f- that's what I figured that, that was part of it, but then... I think that it- was a part of it. That's, you- no,
5: that's a problem.
4: I was going to say, well, that- that's
0: why you just assumed because... I was the first year in Arizona. I was, I think, the first time they moved. I've never been more, because I probably should have made it the year before too. Okay, just so we, uh, just so we have that all, and I didn't. So then the year I make it, I'm like super pumped. I'm like, this is a dream come true. You know, it gets in Arizona. I'm like, all right, I love Arizona. Still love Arizona. Probably yes. going to end up living in Arizona. I will. But them moving it away from Hawaii, I think, was the. It was also a long trip out there. For sure. Yeah. The amount of time it takes, the amount of money it takes, everything it was like so that. so
1: fun. Though. Everybody loved Oh, my God. Listen to this.
0: Everybody loved it out there. It, it was like the it, it, perfect
1: a, thing. It would eliminate
4: all opt outs, wouldn't it? I mean, outside of guys in the Super Bowl, like for the most part, most of those big name guys, because you can just treat it like a vacation. You can bring your significant other or your whole family. Like, I feel like if it was still there, then there would we wouldn't have. The seventh, eighth alternates like we have now. We're just in a different era of humans. Yeah,
1: it's, it shame it's, after, that the, that? it's before the Super Bowl now because it was. Yeah, it used to be back after, then. It was right. after, so oh, it was like hey, the week over. after. I think right? Yeah, wasn't
0: it the week? Because even Super Bowl guys wouldn't play in it, but they would still go. Yeah, right? like the Patriots and the guys staffs, would show up late. Yeah.
5: excuse me, I'm sorry, Connor. The staffs were like, if you lost the division round, that was the consolation yeah. prize. You know, you wanted to keep playing. You wanted a chance to be in the championship game and go into a Super Bowl. But you got to take your whole family. That whole deal about the pool and all that. The one thing they tell you is, don't let anybody know your room number. Because, like, man, Peyton, charge it. As soon as you, hey, so coach, <laughs> what what room are you staying at? So as soon as you say that, like, you go to check out because they know that you know the league's going to take care of like the head coach and the coach. They're, they're, yeah, just give everybody your room number. They so your bills like. 55000
0: <laughs> <laughs> But they rented a whole resort. It was like yeah. the whole resort was for the NFL. It was for, like, to celebrate a great yeah. season, to celebrate the league. And, and it's, they a tried shame. To it's a
5: shame that it got to the point where the game got to where it got to, as far as not tax. I mean, it just became...
0: Everything. Well, once the NFL, I, I think, you know, a lot of people blame the players for that, which is certainly fair, yeah. I think, with the way it all ended up. But once they see, like, the NFL was kind of... You know, like the NFL is not fully invested in it. So why are we, (laughs) we're supposed to be fully invested, but the NFL is like, nah, let's take this. When it was in Arizona, didn't even rent the whole hotel. They they didn't there was other conventions happening in the hotel. Luke Kuechly's walking through the lobby, and there's some diehard Carolina Panthers fan who was at a convention for some of the logistics thing in the same hotel just badgering him for, like, 45 minutes in the lobby as he's trying to talk to, like, JJ. It was, like, it was crap. It was crap. absolute yeah, crap. All- and it was my first year there. I'm a punter, and obviously I don't have a lot of say in anything, but I'm looking around. I'm like, this doesn't feel like nah. it's, like. A special. It feels like a job more so. No wonder guys don't want to come back and going on. Bingo. It's like you can't blame like Tom Brady. I'm not going to that. Yeah. Tom Brady would have zero anything it's like back when it was in hawaii it was the full resort it was like guys hey would talk guys into doing stuff too like the quarterback challenge maybe some guys weren't going to do it but then at the pool have a couple drinks Mm -hmm. like you start talking a little bit it's like all right let's go do let's not get hurt but let's go do this it was like it was more of a specialty and i i'm happy to hear that they're trying at least to get it back in there he said the nfl has been listening to the player stuff but like i feel like that's a mission that peyton is really trying to kind of bring back and i hope they do it the water balloon toss last year was tough <laughs> oh, the uh, water balloon toss that. was was tough last year but i appreciate that they're evolving they're changing and hopefully it will remain something that people are proud to be a part of which they should be
5: do we know any of the new games Like water,
1: tic tac toe with the long snappers, and kick tac toe with the kickers, which happened in Hawaii. That was something
0: they did back in Hawaii. I think they did horse or something Mm -hmm. back in Hawaii. Did
8: fans go in Hawaii? Were there a lot of fans there, or not really?
0: uh, I think they had to stay. I think the stands were filled up. Okay, nice. But it was also, I think, locals and people traveled out Mm -hmm. there. Right. But it was just, it was special. Like, you just knew it was special. Kind of went hand in hand. So, whenever they tried to change it, who knows? Once the toothpaste. Is out of the bottle. Yeah, can you shove it back in? Yep. They're gonna find out. I'm excited for it tonight though. They're gonna find out. Yeah. If anybody can do it, Peyton can Yeah, he's the one. He mm-hmm. can shove it back <laughs> yep. in there. We shall see. Because I was proud to make the Pro Bowl. Then I went to it, and then I made another one and I said, I'm not.
1: Uh, that's not, not, what it is. not me. <laughs> I'm,
0: not, I'm, not, I'm not going to that thing. They wanted me to build a sidewalk in the middle of the desert. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Sounds fun. Yeah, what can I just don't I'm, what do you want me to do? Uh, we need you to build a sidewalk out in the middle of the desert for uh it's for kids. It's like, I love those kids. Please tell them that. But also, I'm not I'm not pouring cement in the middle of the desert. We give you hundred grand. Okay, can I Come go? On. Can hey, I donate we'll the thing? Oh, I'm a bad guy. Okay. <laughs> on. We'll do a right. playground.
5: You know, playground? Hey, yeah. we're good with a playground, but
0: hey, we go pour cement in the middle of the desert, be good for the community. It's like, okay, I was just up for the once Paid Man of the Year. Like I love it, and I'm very lucky mm-hmm. to give I understand this whole thing, but This is not what I thought the Pro Bowl. I just want to let you know, this is not what I thought this was going to be at all. Well, will you do a 40-yard dash for Rich Eisen's 40? Yeah, I will do it. Okay, sounds good. So I'm there with, like, uh, I think Akeem Tlaib, and a couple other guys. And right before it, I'm like, uh, you didn't want to pour cement? He was like, nope. I was not me neither. (laughs) 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 So, uh, So we're doing this. This is what we're doing instead. It was like, it just, it lost its way. And I would assume it was people that had no idea what the Pro Bowl was were tasked with reimagining the pro bowl and uh i'm happy to hear that peyton hopefully is back more hands-on in creating it all because in the football world the pro bowl is it still counts whenever people talk about hall of fame yeah, cool, hear, yeah. people talk about legacy whenever they do the whole thing bonuses contracts like it still matters but does it the event itself seemingly dropping off
2: tonight we have a uh, precision passing best catch closest to the pin was just golf high stakes which is uh catching punts uh from the jug machine how many you can catch and keeping your hands uh, at the same time i okay. believe i like
1: that yeah okay.
2: dodgeball and then
1: kick-tack-toe okay
0: tonight. so i think i'm not
1: kayfabe i'm not giving away do they uh, but still you do? might as well i mean tease so people watch what i've
0: been told is justin tucker really wanted to win that kick-tack-toe okay and he's going against brandon aubrey rookie kicker. Young Buck. Yeah. So I think that one might
1: be pretty... I think it'll be good entertainment Okay. Yeah. from what I've been told. I hope they didn't release the whole thing on the Instagram because I watched it last night and I feel like I already know who wins because I watched the whole entire thing. Yeah.
0: Should also not give away
1: things. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, especially. I was the, shocked. Wait, I, I, I honestly, it's not live tonight? I, I well, panicked. so I was
0: about to say, I heard it's already been uh, recorded, but then I said kayfabe, but now you're saying social media team shout out to Omar and them are like, hey, listen, this is happening tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We'll just go ahead and put this one
1: out. And they showed who won. They didn't just show like, hey, they're doing kick, tack really? toe. It was like. Hey, this team won. I'm sure that
0: was a strategy on purpose.
1: I hope. I'm sure that wasn't just some rogue operatives sure, okay. saying, hey,
0: we'll go ahead and ruin everything.
1: They'll, yeah, they'll, maybe it was like best out of three. That's not how a social media team at ESPN works.
4: No, they would never. They wouldn't do that.
1: Not at all.
0: That is an interesting move, though. They are all in always on like ESPN products. Mm-hmm. That is what. The, if we were to say something about the ESPN social media team, we'd say, you know what? They care about ESPN products. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: Having success. Yeah. I didn't right? you know what everybody says. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're always posting SVP during the year. Yeah, you're right on that Sports Center account. Yeah. After mm-hmm. you know the the bad beat segment, all that. Yeah. Sweet highlights from like ten years ago. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Gumps.
0: <laughs> that was <does laughs> that. Gumpsh. No.
2: no like, like the Pro Bowl ten years ago. We've already
0: started
9: enough wars. No, they had Dan Marino on there ten years ago, hitting the target. You know.
0: We do appreciate the hell out of them. Uh putting some of our stuff out on their accounts. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. did not expect that, have not expected that, but that's been very kind of them. I wonder if they were forced to do that. Oh, they were. Okay, sweet. Very, very appreciative of that. Let's talk about some things happening around, not by us, not by us, other people that want us to succeed in ESPN, which there are people Mm -hmm. from what I've been told. Uh, The few, the proud. The people at ESPN who want us to (laughs) succeed. We appreciate you. We appreciate the hell out of you. We do. We appreciate the hell out of you. All right, let's talk about some other news around the NFL. Uh, George Kittle and Hutchinson had a moment that the world saw. We actually saw it on In the Trenches where George Kittle got good leverage on Hutch, and he pancaked him. Well, it was all mic'd up with NFL films for Inside the NFL. Here's how the whole play went down from the inside from these two guys.
1: Watch George Kittle here. This is against Aiden Hutchinson. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know who's more excited, Kittle or you as a tight end That's a big time matchup
6: That's that's good timing it's screwed, man. My man. <laughs> Your
8: proprioception That's a Michigan word I'm an
0: Iowa guy. You can't say something like that. Okay, so, proprioception. I think everybody probably Googled it after seeing this video. Yep. But whenever you see George Kittle take that much pride in blocking, that goes to the culture, I believe, that the Niners have. And that goes to what type of guy Kittle is, and not just him, but the entire team. As a former coach, especially hard-nosed, old-school football coach, have to love seeing stuff like this, especially from the inside, Chuck.
5: Absolutely, because you don't see those, you know, the same old wise stud tight ends, inline tight ends that used to do that for a living and, and have jobs because of that. You see all these. We used to name them Queen tight ends. They're the the H back, the move guy, the displaced, get mm-hmm. out here, and they don't want to do any heavy lifting. So you, you gotta love that.
0: Is that Shanahan? Is that Lynch? Is that just George Kittle's special? What do you think it is? Why just, do you think I, they have everybody bought in seemingly in San Francisco? It's that culture. It's like
5: they know exactly before they go get these dudes. Okay, what are the characteristics? What's the football character of the makeup this team going to be? How do you figure that and out? Senior guy, Bowl
0: Combine, asking people take, what that's.
5: That's the hardest thing because it's not quantifiable, right? What makes a guy tick? So that's the hardest job for a scout, a coach, anybody is figure out what makes this guy tick. Is he one of us?
0: Senior Bowl is happening right now. Mm-hmm. We're watching it on NFL Network. Uh, shout out to the 75th anniversary team, boys. Oh, yeah. We did it. We absolutely did it. Ask Rappaport to pick up my plaque if they're handing those mm-hmm. out. Whenever he's down there, wish I could make it back to Mobile for the celebration. But it's like this is an opportunity for guys to learn about these players a little bit closer. If there's a bad rep and we're watching one on ones, should we just automatically assume those guys are screwed forever? No. It, okay. Good.
1: Well, there's one guy. There's one guy who ripped off a helmet. There's a D yeah. lineman who ripped I off a no lineman's pass helmet. rush, yeah. right? One on one. Yeah. Is that matter? not? is that not something like, hey, we can't get this guy. Well, there's an internet scout that told
0: me that this is probably going to hurt this guy's yeah. draft stock because yep. the one-on-ones between a center and a D lineman, they got a little feisty. Well, don't...
5: I mean, to me, I love that. But let's just temper it and say, look, you're going to cost your team. I love your fight. I love your, all that. The guy's got some nasty to him, but you you can't be ripping guys' helmets off. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> he didn't bonk anyone we, on the head we, with it. True. No,
5: at least he didn't do that. Like did we you, we saw that happen, right? Mm-hmm. To a uh, yeah, I'm proud of right? yeah, to a yeah. defense
0: player of the year, uh, yeah. defense player of the year candidate that did it. But it is, I appreciate all the new people that are covering the NFL, and I appreciate how much people are invested. But just making blanket statements about things, about like, (laughs) this is going to kill his draft. It's like, you don't know that. Because there's actually some teams that will see that and be like, hell yes. We want that guy. Like, there's things that happen that aren't necessarily society-driven, morally correct. Where some football teams are like, we need a guy like that Mm -hmm. on our team, actually. And I'm not saying they should do that every single play. But whenever we get an opportunity to see these guys risk their futures or try to prove their futures, it's like... Too often, everybody's just kind of on this rep, it's over. On this rep, it's happening. It's like it's a full makeup, right? Between this, the combine, what they did in college, what people were saying, just trying to get as much information as possible. Just
5: one piece. It's just one piece of the puzzle because they're going to go back and watch this guy's body work. Biggest piece is his college you know, tape. You're going to watch that. Then you're going to see him in an all-star game. Then he's going to come, hopefully, to the combine. You're going to see him again. So it's bring him in for a top 30. So that... Senior Bowl matters, though, I think. Absolutely, it matters. Tomlin's in the middle I, I was of drills. To say, what's Coach
2: Tomlin doing? He's the mayor of Mobile right now. He's he he talking yeah. to every single guy. He's in the middle, and he's not—he's not—he's not on any of the coaching staffs. But I assume he could do whatever.
5: He That's wants. the biggest thing—is trying to get close to these guys. They have it set up to where you got meetings with these guys, so they can go down there and interview them. Whether it's you know fifteen minutes like the combine, but you have a chance—you have a chance to lay eyes on these guys. You have a chance to talk to these guys. Tomlin gets down there and and interacts with them and tries—you know—dap guys up this, that, and the other. But you want to see guys compete. You want. To see how these guys interact with other players, because you're going to tell there's going to be certain guys that don't say shit in these units. They don't say they don't say a word. And then you're going to see a guy that kind of sticks out and separates himself as a leader, as a, as a guy that's vocal, as a guy that'll not only hold himself accountable but but hold the other guys accountable in that setting. And that's like okay, that that guy. He's going to se- – he separated himself just that way. To your point,
2: uh, after day one, Roman Wilson had a great day. Wide out the uh, corner from Toledo had a great day. And Tom went up to him before day two and said, you two have every single rep against each other today. That's like, hey, love you that. two are going together against each other every single rep today.
0: It's awesome. It's like um, – I I appreciate that people are playing in it too, the names yeah. that we know yeah, yeah, in yeah. the senior bowl, I'm, because it was starting to get to a point where agents, I think, were telling players not to go to the senior bowl and obviously don't do the combine. CJ threw – that's mm-hmm. combine. Yes, he yeah. And he put on an absolute show. And I think what he proved is like, hey, this guy's confident in what he's able to do. And also he's looking out for mm-hmm. everybody else. It's like there's there's a give and a take with everything. If you get hurt, obviously, worst case scenario for everybody. But I think a lot of people are scared they're going to get exposed or play bad in these games. Well, then you're going to get exposed yeah. at some point. Yeah. Anyways, I think the more participation we have in these, the more opportunities to prove how great you are. People should take advantage of it. And it feels like the Senior Bowl is a little bit heightened this year with more names that we know as opposed to names that we don't.
1: And some of the success that, like, guys who have played in in years past. Like, they were showing clips of Josh Allen. They were showing clips of Puka Nakua. But how funny is it that, what, three weeks ago we were talking about Mike Tomlin – maybe not coaching anymore, and we're three weeks removed. And yeah. he's, he was stepping he's, away. He's, yeah, yeah, stepping away because he didn't want to do anymore. Now he's in Mobile, Alabama, three weeks after losing in the Love playoffs, it. talking to every single player already sweet getting ready for too. Yeah, with sweet hokas.
0: Yeah, the hokas are obviously uh, great the, choice. the yeah. globe. If you're standing and walking, it's not a bad idea to get actual cumulus clods underneath your feet mm-hmm. amen. as you walk around in the Hawaiian-created hokas and everything like that. We got some breaking news off the internet. Diana Rossini just tweeted that Bill Belichick was considered for the job with the commanders and the Commanders spoke with him and he had support from some decision makers but in the end Dan Quinn is their choice now Rossini's fresh off a hit piece of the New York Jets uh, just yesterday Mm -hmm. with the Athletic obviously she has a lot of sources Mm -hmm. and is plugged the commanders came out earlier uh, in the whole thing and said we are not interested in Bill Belichick but they were also interested in a bunch of people that ended up not being their head coach I do wonder what the story is about Bill Belichick and this coach coaching cycle, and if he only chatted with the Falcons, because you would assume that if he was chatting with the Commanders at all, the whole world would have heard about it, but they also might have just been trying to keep it on DL,
1: Conway. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I love Diana Rossini, so it pains me to say this, but that's complete bullshit. I mean, you don't come out and say, hey, there's no chance that we're going to talk to this guy that's not our guy, and I I believe there was a list of people they talked to, and he wasn't on it, but I mean, it it felt like they weren't in on Bill from Jump Street, and then how... How would they be in on Dan Quinn after the performance they had in the playoffs and not in on Bill? Like, why wouldn't that be more – wouldn't this – Kind of feel like an insider after the fact. Bills uh, Dan Quinn's twenty years younger. Well, no, thirteen, uh, kind of 12 and a half, but still doesn't. What it, is his age? Fifty what? Fifty nine. Oh, okay. I thought he was fifty three. So did I. Fifty uh, at least on that list. I, I thought that's what I saw.
0: Okay. Well, hey, listen. I thought I saw fifty three, but you could
1: certainly be right. I was I, trying to remember. I one. might be wrong. Yeah, exactly. There 39's thirty nine right above it. Yeah. Okay. So fifteen years. 53. So he's twenty
0: years younger than you know. Bill Belichick, which might be well, it's a lot of years. You know, potential sure. reasoning behind it all sure but you're right you're 100 right about what dan quinn showed at the end like dallas i think was okay with him taking another job and getting a new dc Mm. at the end so but also very okay with him coming back so i mean i guess on the field there's a conversation to be had but i think dan quinn being there and having done the job already because when you become a head coach it's a whole new line of bullshit right of things that come across your desk there's no
5: manual and you just got to deal with it. I remember sitting in Indy when the dust settled all the you know you come back through the presser meet with all everybody right and the team How old were you when you got the job? 52. Okay. So Robert too old turned, too old. Turned, yeah, of course, Connor. Turned 52 in October that first season 212. So yeah, sitting at the desk and everybody's gone days over and I'm like opening drawers looking for like the head coaching manual that you know coach Caldwell maybe left behind like what do you do now? What the frick did we just do to ourselves, right? Yeah, there's so there's no manual. So you just one day at a time and just kind of, you know, there's going to be a lot more stuff.
0: It feels like the Seattle Seahawks are doing what the Eagles have done for a long time. Schneider becomes like the guy in charge, hire Mm -hmm. a 36-year-old coach, take a lot of the stuff that normally would come across the head coach's desk, put that to Schneider's desk. You just worry about operating the team. Now, if he has massive success over the next three, four, five years, then there's going to come a situation potentially like Peterson had Mm -hmm. with Philadelphia where he's going to want more say, and then they'll figure that out, I assume, whenever they get there. But that feels like the method that they want, and the commanders want with a guy like, hey, this guy's been here Done this before. We want a little bit of stability, maybe. Uh Rabel yeah, not, exactly. That's that's crazy. He's by all accounts good ball coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even people that hate the Patriots dynasty. Yes. He was a part of that. Say he's a good coach. People in the AFC South, he's a good coach. People that maybe don't like the state of Ohio, for whatever. I'm not. I'm not the one of those people, but just Ohio folks don't like mm-hmm. He's a good ball coach. People that don't like people that chew and vape and uh, smoke and all that, they say he's a good ball coach. Was able to lead the Tennessee Titans to a number one overall seed with like a record-breaking 90 guys coming through their roster because the amount of people went on IR. I wonder why – we talk about Bill, obviously, because he's 15 wins away from being the greatest – winning coach of all time and everything like that. But, like, Vrabes just kind of sneaking through this entire thing without a job is almost more surprising to me than Bill. It is more surprising to me than
4: Bill. It seems like in a lot of these situations, like, they they went with the younger guy who they could still kind of control a little bit. Like, if you get a guy like Vrabel, it's kind of similar to Belichick in terms of, like, he's obviously not going to be the GM, but, like, what Vrabel says goes. Like, it's his team. It's not – I mean, yeah, the owner owns the team, but, like, it's Mike Vrabel's team. Like, whereas in Tennessee, like, we saw Rand Carthon got that promotion. He's executive vice president now and GM. So, like, yeah, they hire Brian Callahan, but, like, Rand Carthon's running the show, you know? And it seems like in a lot of these places where these younger guys got hired, that was kind of the, the modus operandi. It was like, hey, we – we're kind of taking the team back. We'll get a young guy. Hopefully he has success, but the people in place, the football ops people, are the ones we want running the show.
0: Our sources are telling us that uh, Bill and the Commanders never spoke. Okay. Oh, really? That's just what our sources are telling oh, us. Oh, okay. No <laughs> shit. That's what our source says, says are telling us via uh-huh. text message immediately upon us saying it on the show. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool part of our job now. Back in the day, we didn't necessarily have every human watching our show from at least every different place and so we would say something it wouldn't be till like a week or two later where somebody would be like hey, I saw a clip where you said this now in real time we're getting texted no, no, no. no that's not how it went down Shout so out. conflicting reports nonetheless, Dan Quinn's the coach now let's go back to Dallas Dallas is going to have to find a defense coordinator I assume Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy will have that figured out here's Jerry Jones though speaking about Dak Prescott and the future of the Dallas Cowboys
10: Dak has done nothing to change my mind Okay. Of any uh, promise for the future. I think I said in the deal that right. we'd go as far as Dak Texas right. in the playoffs. Remember that? Right. We'd how do you? Go f- as far as Dak Texas.
11: Right.
10: How do you feel he played? And that's how far we went. All right. So. Okay, so didn't... my point is so. this doesn't change a so. thing. Okay. okay. We'll go as far as Dak Texas. Okay. How,
4: how do you feel he played against Freeman? You may have just said it there, but how, how do you feel he performed against the Packers?
10: Well, I think that uh, we as a team uh, laid an egg. And that's not uh, 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 specifically. I want to say it and respond that way. And uh, you could start here, and I'm not trying to be magnanimous or anything. But you can start here, and Good you go all Jerry. the way down the line. Uh, that was a uh, uh, that was a bad day for us, and uh, manifests and created a lot of, uh, of uh, scrutiny on days long before that and long after that. That's how, what kind of day it was. And so it'll be an impactful day. We'll, okay. we'll do things that uh, honor the fact that we didn't play well against the Packers.
0: Jerry Jones known a lot for potentially saying what's going on over here? Mm-hmm one time in his life whenever he was a child also a man who's still in Mobile, Alabama (laughs) okay, for the Senior Bowl Mm -hmm. you don't think he's invested in the Dallas Cowboys and hoping to see them win one last time and he said I still believe that we go as Dak goes and we got exactly how far Dak went and the person was like Exactly. Is that where you want to... Whoa, the whole team whole team laid an egg there now. I was going to say. So Jerry having to talk and still talking about the Dallas Cowboys is something that has become a tradition, obviously, with sports media. Listening to Jerry talk about the Cowboys. What did you hear from him there? Because I think what I heard was, whole team sucked. It's not just that. Which then, is that Mike McCarthy he's talking to? Is that Dan Quinn, who's already out there that he's talking to? Who do you think Jerry's talking to? And what do you think they do next at the D.C. position, Chuck?
5: That was really hard to hear. Why? That muffled roomie, wherever.
0: He, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you didn't even hear what Jack no, said. I, I No, I, yeah. I
5: heard a lot of it before. Not but figuratively. Like, this all-in deal, like they're going to be, haven't they been on all-in? And then he mentions his relationship. I don't know if it was mentioned there, but then his relationship with Bill. He's got to bring Bill Belichick up, right? Absolutely could work with him. And then this is all on Dak. We're going to go as far as Dak. Well, did he just say that what happened with the defense? They did give up 48 points, right?
1: Yeah, so. And that guy's head coach. Yeah, Bill Belichick frames or not. <laughs> but Dan
0: Quinn put together a great body of work. Yeah, that's right. Now, it's- Micah Parsons was also talking about the Dallas Cowboys season, and this is what he had to say fresh off, uh, I believe, a vacation.
3: Uh, you know, they're talking about we're going all in this year, man. That's what I would hope for. You know, I'm 24 years old. I've been in this league, you know, three years, and I kind of seen it all. And uh, I hope that we go all in. I hope that we go out and get the players that we're missing because we didn't do that this year. You know, I hope that we challenge ourselves, become better, and become greater for us. Um, And I'm trying to say this in, like, the most nice way possible because of how, like, I truly feel. And, you know, you got analysts and um, you got guys like Skip that just talk so crazy out on the media just because they can –
0: yeah, and he would go on to bury Skip. We don't need to, uh, you know, kind of run that. Didn't bury him that just still in a respectful way. But Skip obviously threw away 45 jerseys into yep. his automatic uh, trash can with Ernesty e filming him. And after the Cowboys <laughs> lost to the Packers, it's obviously heartbreaking. The Cowboys always going to be talked about. But he's saying he's hoping that we go all in. They kind of did, though, yeah. right? I assume that's what Jerry Jones is. Hey, Micah, we
1: did go all in. I, I don't know if you know that. They bring in Stephon Gilmore. Yep. Who else? They bring in Brandon Cooks on offense. Uh They draft Jake Ferguson to replace Dalton Schultz, which worked. Diggs gets hurt halfway through the year. Now, that obviously a whole different ball game whenever you
0: lose an elite corner. But Dan Quinn, new head coach of the Commanders, seemingly got the defense back on track. I like that the expectation is that we're going all in, we're spending money, and we're trying to win a Super Bowl every single year. But, boy, it gets loud down there in the Big D whenever they don't. (laughs) beautiful football is the topic of conversation for us most days the toxic table is here at boston connor and at ty schmidt one half of the hammer Dan. cowboys tone Diggs is here 36 year coach our coach the people's coach chuck bogano is here at baby baby chuck chuck. Coach. a lot of coach moves happening today it's a beautiful time to have chuck Pagano here it's also great to have a man joining us from an attic in ohio he's a college football national champion a super bowl champion the all-time leading tackler for the green bay packers a covid survivor and a father of 10 the current president of ohio Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Haw. Yeah. AJ, let's jump right in. Dan Quinn and Mike McDonald, two defensive guys, hired as head coaches in the last twenty-four hours. McDonald for the Seahawks, Dan Quinn for the Commanders. What are your thoughts on the hirings, and uh, how do you think this whole thing panned out, Bub?
3: Well, it's good to see some defensive guys get hired as head coaching uh, candidates right now because it seems like we're we're in just over the last what I guess since McVay. Hey, let's go hire the youngest most innovative play caller that we think is out there and hope that they can run a team. So I think this is awesome. I think Dan Quinn, we all assumed he was going to Seattle, right? And I guess Shefty kind of tipped us off, though, and let us know that things weren't, uh, weren't, I guess, the way did that he- we thought they were.
0: Let's not give Shefty
3: yeah. too much credit. Enough what did that. he know? Did he know... What do you think Shefty did know when he came on the other day and didn't tell us?
0: So Shefty pretty much told us that everybody has liked Mike McDonald, Mm. that has interviewed him, and the Seattle Seahawks have come out and said they're going to wait for the Baltimore Ravens to be done. So I think Shefty assumed that Mike McDonald was going to get one of those jobs. Now, he refused to say that to us. Mm. He refused to say that to us. He just said, I'm willing to bet that Mm. one, if not both of those, are not true. It's like what else? Elaborate, please. So uh, Maybe next year with Shefty, we'll be able to get the you know the inside voices outside, and we will certainly continue to attempt to do that, but the McDonald guy, I guess he is impressed everywhere. 36 years old, that's my age. I'm super pumped that he is getting an opportunity to lead a team over there in Seattle, but with Schneider in charge, you assume McDonald is just going to be able to run the football stuff, Schneider's going to do everything else, and let's assume they get along. right? I don't know Schneider, you know him a lot better than I do, because uh, he was with Green Bay beforehand. Everybody says great things about him except for I assume Pete Carroll as Pete Carroll was learning he was getting kicked out the door AJ
3: yeah I do wonder if he and uh, if Snyder and Pete's relationship is on the rocks at all. I bet they're still I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're still communicating. All right, I don't know. If not, hey, time was all right? Schneider's usually, a football
2: right? guy, right? It wasn't the football guy's move. It wasn't the football guy's decision. Yeah, he yeah you're right. These
0: aren't football people that are making these decisions. So maybe Schneider was on his side. Nonetheless, McDonald's out of Baltimore. Baltimore's going to have to figure it out now. Yeah. yeah. Right? Baltimore's going to have to make some decisions. Some for, big losses. Yeah, legit. Go ahead. Ortiz. Okay,
5: Ortiz. New GM. Joey Ortiz. unbelievable. That was a great hire paired up with Jimmy Harbaugh now over uh, in L.A., uh, Mike McDonald, obviously, and then we're hearing that uh, uh, the Isn't
2: their secondary coach secondary
5: be- coach Darren um,
2: uh, he's going to be the DC of the Titans, I believe.
5: Yeah, he was I at Philly. Him. He was at Philly a year ago, right? He was. He's a great DB coach. Was at Philly. Mm-hmm. Wanted to stay Philly. Wanted to be that coordinator. Didn't get the job, right? So. They kind of parted ways, went to Baltimore, their secondary, their defense. We saw that. They right? saw and we so saw had now, my Phillies. Yeah. Denard exactly. Wilson, excuse me. Denard Wilson's his name. My apologies. So he's the new DC in Tennessee, we hear, I read this morning.
0: So he's at, McDonald's at Yikes. I think Queen's contract Yikes. is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, is he's up, up, but they're gonna have to make that happen. But this is what happens when you have success. Yep. Let alone what's gonna happen to this Niners in Chiefs teams, oh, man. like, we have no idea who's going to get plucked. What passing game coordinator, what run game coordinator, what GA that we don't even know of is going to get a position group job somewhere. That's what happens when you win. When you win, they say there's enough to go around. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be enough here, potentially somewhere else. It's a part of it all.
2: You guys talk about it all the time. like In that Ravens roster, like, Queen could be gone. It's like, do they bring back Van Noy and um, Clowney on the other side who are they brought in this year on, I believe, one-year deals? Like, you guys in those those locker rooms, they change so much year to year.
0: Well, that's why there's so much emotion whenever teams mm-hmm. lose after a good run. Because it's like, hey, what we had this year, it's not going to it's never going to
3: be. First thing the coach says after the last, when you lose like, hey, it's never going to be like this again. We will never be, this this exact group will never be in a locker room together again. It's It may be a little turnover, might be a ton of turnover, but either way it's true.
0: There's a finality to it all oh. and it let alone the amount of luck And we talked about this yesterday. The teams that make it this far, and MCDC chatted about that. About, you know, like, I think we'll get back to this point, but... Who knows? You know, because the amount of balls that have to bounce your way, like an oblong football has to bounce left into your guy's hand at some point (laughs) as opposed to bouncing right into the other team's hand and you steal a win. Like the teams that end up lasting, which is once again, why what New England was able to accomplish for 20 years is so absurd. It's like the ball has to go your way. Injuries have to go your way. And by injuries, it's like going your way. They're going to happen can't happen to key positions and key points of the schedule. Like, if it happens early in the year when you're not really playing anybody okay. If it happens late, whenever there's a playoff race to a, like a very important position, it's like, that can kill you. And that can come out of nowhere. That could be somebody's foot stepping on somebody's foot in the meeting room. And then all of a sudden, you're out and a whole game plan's off. It's like, to win in a league is so hard. And then once you win, you're going to get people plucked out of your shit. And now you got to replace them somehow. We saw it with the Eagles, not be able to do it with coordinator jobs. Now Dallas is going to have to fill that defense coordinator job. Al Harris, I believe, is who Ed Werder is reporting that Trevon Diggs and I assume many others are hoping for to be the defense coordinator, I would assume.
2: Yes? He quote-tweeted a Trevon Diggs uh, tweet that says he wants Al, Al, Al Harris for the D.C
0: uh yeah Zach word or Ed, Ed Worder mm-hmm. was doing that uh, I'm getting news from the back I, I do not know who this human is but the Ravens have hired their new DC Zach orr has been named the Ravens defense coordinator replacing Mike McDonald the former Ravens linebacker who retired early from playing due to a neck injury has been serving as the team's inside linebackers coach and has had a fast rise just 31 years old and now the DC in Baltimore so they go from McDonald who was 34 or 35 when he was Tired mm-hmm. as DC, coming back to Baltimore out of Michigan, who Sharon Moore will be joining us in about four minutes or so. Now they go with a 31-year-old DC who's already been in the building. That's good news.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Been there, been with McDonald, knows the system, terminology, obviously has a great relationship with all those players. This is a
0: this is probably really good hire for them. Probably, yeah. That's how we have to feel about everything, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> even continuity. Even people we know getting hired that are like we assume are going to be. We have no idea. No. Some of these coaches might just go and lay an egg completely. Oh, yeah. Some of these coaches might not be able to build a culture. Some of these coaches might get incredibly unlucky when it comes to injuries and the ball bouncing their way, and their entire run is deemed a failure, but they're actually a good ball coach. We have no clue what's going to happen with any of these hirings. And also, a lot of them, I have no idea who these guys are. I have no
3: clue. Nope. So no. young. I mean, 31 years old as a DC. I remember Zach Auer as a player. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that he's already a defensive coordinator is awesome. And going back to. Al Harris in Dallas, I would love to see that. I played with Alice da- or Al in Green Bay for five years, I believe, and Al was unbelievable teammate, unbelievable player. I know he's been a great coach for a while now. They say he's a genius, AJ. Al, I, Al was one of I, I think I've said on here before, like he is one of the most positive, upbeat, great teammates, and he would sit out there and not want to play any zone, not want to hear anything. he I am going to lock this dude up. Don't tell me anything. Like I'm going <laughs> to jam at the line, and I'm running with him, and I will – I will lock him down all night long. And that is that's who I is. That
0: type of mentality is what Dan Quinn is getting jobs because of, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, your described who Dan Quinn is and why the commanders like him. Always upbeat, always uplifting, high-energy guy. It's like that's a weapon. Instead mm-hmm. of, you know, they talk about being a fountain or a drain. Mm-hmm. You know, Travis Kelsey literally just talked about Butch Jones. Shout out to Butch. Butch was the one that decided to, alongside Rich Rodriguez, decided to have me punt my sophomore year when I was not a punter at West Virginia. He was a uh, punt team coach, and uh, they called him Mini Rod, because he did—he was a bit fiery. Nice. He was a bit fiery. He was a GA at the time, but he's run the punt Crazy. team. So I know Butch Jones very well, and to hear his name mentioned by Travis is really cool to hear, but you know, you talk about what Nick Saban says, you're either giving energy or you're draining energy from people. You're either, Vampires. Yeah, you're
3: either an energy, energy vampire. Vampire, right? an energy vampire.
0: It's like, that is the thing that happens whenever you're... you're I mean, in football, and it should be viewed in Empire. every aspect of life. Like, you're either giving energy or taking energy from people. Dan Quinn seemingly is a guy that is just giving energy to people, and it got him a head coaching job. I mean, that's a that's a massive weapon to be able to be is a guy that brings energy to people.
4: Yeah, and got him a head coaching job, especially after down the stretch. Like the, the Cowboys' defense was great early, and obviously, Deron Bland sets the record for pick sixes and all that kind of stuff. But down the stretch, that was kind of what everyone was talking about. It's like, hey, when this offense is humming, the Cowboys are unbelievable. But their defense, like they. You know he he was the hot name early, and then kind of we saw what happened down the stretch so for him to still get a job and and still get all those interviews I mean he was on he was on six or seven teams list. It's not like there was just one team who had or knew him in the past and knew all that kind of stuff. It was like, hey, despite what you guys kind of did down the stretch here, we know who you are as a person and your philosophy and and everyone kind of wanted a piece of him.
0: Not a lot of people in this building in our company negative humans no. Yeah, there never will be either, by the way. Nobody wants to be around no. people that suck. It's the worst. It, it, like it just it's it's a real thing. So like yeah. Josh Harris and magic in them being I like hey, like when Dan came in liked his energy. It's felt fun. Good. We could oh. be around him. Yeah. You know, I think Mike McDonald, probably the same thing if you hear the way Schefter was talking about how everybody was talking about him. And you can control that, by the way. You can control your energy. Choice. You can control your attitude. Choice. You can make that choice to be an uplifting giver Hell of enough. energy as opposed to somebody that takes it. And if you want to make it, I think you should be a person that is positive, you know, and upbeat. Even though some days it's hard, it's like the universe seems to reward those people. Now... Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy, is the old adage. I believe it's the second one. Now, joining us now is a man who not only has won and is happy, but is seemingly the perfect man for the job that he is currently holding. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the newest head coach at the University of Michigan, an offensive coordinator who out-schemed everybody mm-hmm. in college football this last year, Cheryl Moore. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us, man. This is really cool that you're taking time out of your recruiting visit to uh, chit-chat with us. Congrats on the job, and thank you for the time, Sharon.
9: No, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, On the road here, but excited.
0: Okay, so Coach, we all just assumed you were going to be the head coach if Harbaugh was to leave because of how you performed Mm -hmm. this past season whenever you were filling in for him late in the season. Now, during those three games that you got to be the head job guy, was it a moment in there where you are like, you know, I could be a head coach? Or, yeah, I want to be a head coach. Or, when did it really strike you that being a head coach, maybe even in Michigan, could have been a reality for you, Coach?
9: Yeah, really – during that three-game stretch, my main focus was trying to do everything I could to prepare myself, prepare the players to get ready to win those games. Wasn't really thinking about the future. was really thinking about what we could do to win those games. And it uh, wasn't really a time that I thought I could be a head coach at Michigan. Uh, you know, I think that's always the goal in every coach's mind and most coaches' mind to be a head coach. So there wasn't really a moment. But uh, I can tell you after winning that last one, uh, it was pretty special and uh, it was something that I, I dreamed about being the head coach of Michigan at some point.
0: We saw you get so. emotional afterwards and give love to Harbaugh and give love to Michigan and give love to your teammates and then or to the players. And then you heard all the players pouring support into you. And it's like the perfect situation seemingly for Michigan. How have you dealt with the transition from Harbaugh to you? How have you addressed it with the players? And you're obviously out on the road recruiting. What type of questions are you being asked about your philosophies as opposed to Coach Harbaugh's?
9: Yeah, the biggest thing people want to know is, like, how am I going to run the program compared to coach? I'm going to run it my way, and, and, you know, we're still going to be tough. We're still going to be smart. We're going to be dependable. We're going to be relentless in in everything we do, continue the enthusiasm. Uh, The energy for me is a big piece of it. Uh, I want to be uh, someone that the kids can rely on, they can be a vessel for, be very open with them. Uh, You know, my philosophy in coaching is I, I coach hard, but I love harder. So they're going to feel that. So, the, you know, the program and how we've done it and how we've built it is going to be the same. There's going to be bits and pieces that is me. I, I'm going to be me. I can't be coach. Don't want to be coach. Coach is his own person. I love him. i uh, got mad love for him and always will and respect him and I've learned so much from him. But I'm going to run the program my way.
0: Hell yeah, Coach. Go ahead, AJ. Ohio State Buckeye legend here.
3: Uh, AJ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's we you. Uh, I think it, you seem very comfortable in that role and, and also honoring Coach Harbaugh and everything you did when you stepped in. What are some of the things that you make that may be similar from coach Harbaugh that you might carry over into the program.
9: Yeah. The toughness, the the blue collar mentality, how hard we work on, on the field, off the field, the academic standard, everything we do, we're definitely going to present ourselves in a high class manner. We're going to continue to do that uh, the exact same way. Uh, As far as a football team, you know, you want to keep that as similar as possible. The results speak for themselves. So we want to continue to play at that high level with that physicality, with that toughness and, and do everything, you know, in that manner. Um, you know, but things on a day-to-day basis might be a little different, and we'll, as we go, we'll. We'll figure out what those things
0: are. Speaking about things being a little bit different, you know, we're hearing about the old guard almost trying to get out of college football because of the new NIL and the new way that you have to kind of do things. It doesn't seem like you've had to do a lot of this, and we might be wrong, but recruiting your own players every single year and then recruiting an NIL and dealing with the no guardrails. And obviously Michigan, the last couple of years, has had punishments against them that no other schools have had. And the NCAA is still looming at all times it's like now for you you're only going to know this era of football of nil football of how it's all going to go how are you balancing it all has there been like a a sit down for you to break down how the nil works with michigan how it's all going to go who you have at your disposal like how do you handle this new era that seemingly the old guard is trying to get away from
9: yeah i mean i've learned about the nil era throughout the time here and and try to be involved in listening and knowing what's going on but the official sits down sit downs haven't really happened yet i mean i've been you know got the job and uh ready to get on the road so you know i'd say for the first time head coach i tell people like the first couple of days in comparison it's it's minus four on you know it's it's third and 12 on the minus four yard line and it's zero pressure you gotta figure out what to do with the ball. And it's becoming more of third and four third and five more manageable and I think every single day, you know, I'll help you get ahead of the change. That's what that's what I'm going to try to do every single day. And uh, as far as the NIL piece, it's something that's there. It's something that you got to address, something that you got to attack, and you got to have a plan. And, um, you know, the plan that I think that we should have in place, we're going to start to implement, and hopefully that will uh, keep us where we need to be in college football.
0: All the distinguished Michigan alum, love that you're the head coach. Oh, yeah. Love everything that you guys have built. Obviously it's not the same in some other places, so congrats on getting a head start seemingly on the pop and the positivity. I don't know if you heard it. Coach Shaben joined us every single week this season, and after losing to you guys in the Rose Bowl, he said that that was the first time we saw a team in a huddle. That was the first time we saw a team in a huddle all year, and we got to be on the field for your last two games, and obviously AJ played 12 years in the NFL. He'll say only 11 all-time leading tackler for the Packers. Darius J. Butler was with us. He played nine years in the NFL. And we were watching you just out-scheme Bama. Like, there was guys wide open. They were confused. A lot of finger-pointing. It's like, I think you showcased a massive football IQ when it comes to calling plays on the offensive side, let alone going back to Penn State where you run it 32 straight times and say, let's get this entire win. Are you still calling plays? And how have you developed as a play caller and as an offensive strategist, as we lose your Andrew back? How have you developed, do you think, yeah. to get to this point?
9: Yeah, as a play caller, um, you know, I haven't thought about, you know, I've thought about but going back and forth as far as the play calling piece. Um, you know, we'll we'll appoint an O. C here soon and we'll talk about that. But as a you know, developing as a play caller, that's taken a long time. It hasn't just been uh, this year, it's been years and years, I've got to sit alongside some really good play callers. Uh, Sean Watson, when we were at Louisville with Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, being around Kevin Wilson when he was at Oklahoma with Sam Bradford as a player, being around uh, Morse Watts when I was at Central Michigan, somebody that's been in the game for a long time. And, and then, uh, you know, Josh Gad is here, Pep Hamilton here, Coach Harbaugh, like, it's been something that it's allowed me to develop my own style. And, I mean, we have a phenomenal staff, so it's not just me. I, I, I'm just the one that pushed the, pushes the go button on game day. But, we you know, we've developed a great plan, and it's really all about our players and what they can do. And we've got really smart players, so we can do a lot and make it look like a lot and sometimes it not be a lot. And uh, I think our kids just believe in the plan and go attack our plan full full throttle.
0: Yeah, I think it worked. Uh, yeah. I think it worked, Coach. Uh, speaking of Coach, Chuck Pagano has a question for you, Sharon.
5: Coach, congratulations on the job. Big, uh, big fan of Michigan. My my nephew Carlo uh, Kemp played there. Um, you probably know Carlo uh, obviously, but I know you've had some um, you know some transition there. I, I see where Jesse Minner is probably is going to go with uh, with Jim over to to L.A. Have you replaced uh, Jesse? Is there a guy on the staff that you're going to elevate, and is the rest of your offense and defensive staff pretty much status quo, staying in place?
9: Yeah, I mean, we haven't replaced the defense coordinator yet. We've got a few names uh, and people in the in the boat to do that. And we've got a great staff. We got great people here on the staff that you know, we're we're trying to keep. We're going to try to retain. And um, so the staff is is starting to shape out bit by bit every day. And uh, I think in the next by next week or so, we'll have that in place.
0: Congrats on that. That's not easy finding the right people that fit the culture. Speaking of that, Connor has a question for you.
1: Yeah, coach, obviously you want to find the Michigan men that you're looking for and you just said earlier on, you know, you coach hard and you you love even harder, but When you're looking for those players, how do you know when a player can take that hard coaching? Because obviously now there's been talk about how it's difficult to coach guys hard because now there are options where they can leave and take other deals. Uh, So how do you find those players and what characteristic do those guys have that others might not that you look for specifically?
9: Yeah, I mean, there's a a whole bunch of things. That's a great question because I don't think – obviously you can't see that on film. Um, you can't see that even in one conversation. It's building a deep relationship with the kid, with the coaches, with their families to see how they've been raised, how their parents raise them, how do the parents talk to them. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different factors. So there's not really one. It's very hard to pinpoint it. I think the relationship just has to really grow deep so you can figure out what type of kid he is, uh, if he if he loves to be coached hard, if he wants to be coached hard, and then if he loves football. so. We always tell guys, if you love football, you'll
0: love playing here. Uh, Whenever you hear the term Michigan man, and I think I I saw in the parade you were asked about, like, hopefully one day Mm -hmm. I'll be able to earn the title of being a Michigan man. And then when I got to talk to Coach Harbaugh at the national championship, he said, whenever I'm dead and they throw dirt on me, well, dirt on the wood, I guess, he corrected himself. Yeah, he corrected himself. And then he said, uh, if they say he was a damn good Michigan man, that'll be enough for me. I assume that's a big piece of your recruiting and trying to uphold the Michigan man title, I would assume, coach?
9: Yeah, for sure. We want we want people that want to be Michigan man. It's a united front, a brotherhood, um, tough, blue-collar, hardworking, uh, that do everything the right way in any way possible for the person next to them. And uh, it's a it's a brotherhood that it's really unbroken and uh, excited that hopefully one day I can be that.
0: Yeah, you are Paul, okay? Anytime you got Saban's entire coaching staff going, we don't know what the hell they're doing (laughs) in the Rose Bowl. I think you've earned Mm -hmm. that title immediately. Tone Diggs has a question for you, Coach. Coach, I think you're known best for your
2: O-lines. A couple Joe Moore award-winning O-lines and a a top two O-line this year, I think, as far as the award goes and that's kind of where you started. I assume as a head coach you're going to continue to be. Is that where your focus is going to be? And I know there's a lot of turnover over this year so is it is that kind of a refreshing feeling that after the national championship and your your first, first head coaching experience here with the team is going to be kind of some new blood uh, on both sides
9: yeah no it's a, it's really exciting yeah we knew that we're going to have an influx of guys that leave the program and we knew that we'd have a chance to, to be really good this year you never know how good but the players proved to be really good and very excited about the the guys we have behind them, and think we have a really good group behind them, ready to go and ready to compete and ready to go uh, try to do it again.
0: Uh, speaking of that, Ty,
4: is a question for you. Yeah, Coach. Obviously, being the head coach at Michigan, there's going to be pressure no matter what. It's not like people expect you to only win, you know, six games next year and it'll be all hunky dory mm-hmm. and that's okay. So, do you feel like there is like a, quite a bit more pressure, uh, not only being your first year, but obviously coming off the national championship? Or is it one of those things where hey as long as you guys get the job done and obviously if you can if you continue to beat Ohio State, you know, you're gonna be a hero regardless. So like how much pressure do you just feel kind of internally considering you guys aren't coming off, you know, your first national championship in quite some time?
9: Yeah, try really not to look at, you know, the future too much and what's gonna happen and really focus on on today because you try you can't really control it. So, you know, try to worry about and stress about what's gonna happen next year next game uh it's not going to put us in a great position you know program me to be in that to to be where we need to be so just really focusing on the day and that's it
0: how'd you get into coaching i I don't think i did enough research on this entire thing how'd you get into this whole gig
9: yeah so i you know started at uh i was from derby went to derby high school in kansas went to junior college at butler county shout out buco and then went to oklahoma and really right after oklahoma uh, I wanted to get into coaching. I knew I wanted to coach, and, and I jumped in. I became a graduate assistant the next year at the University of Louisville and was there for five years and was there my first year with Steve. Craig, threw over the next four um, with Charlie Strong, two as a GA, and then two as a tight end coach there, and then, you know, went, went from there.
0: From Juco to the head man at Michigan. Let's go, Sharon.
9: You can, you can accomplish anything. You put your mind to it, apparently, if you go to Juco. You
0: Hell yeah, and not just that. With the right mentality, you can accomplish absolutely anything. It sounds like you're finding guys that are going to do that for you at Michigan. Congrats on all the success. We're happy you're the guy. We're going to bring A.J. Hawk back in here. Uh, I don't know if you know exactly how many lives you guys have ruined in Ohio the last three years, <laughs> but here's one of them. Let's keep that going, Coach, all right? Let's keep yeah, that yeah. going. <laughs> Appreciate coach, it. Hey,
3: Much you- respect to you. Hey, respect. We watched you guys, watching you guys play in person. Like we, I said multiple times, like they got some dudes over there. Like you guys, especially like offense, defense, you guys try to set the tone and you do it. So yeah, it was very impressive to watch. I wanted to ask about your strength coach, Ben Herbert. I know uh, Coach Harbaugh, I guess, is taking him with him to the Chargers. And we know strength coaches spend so much time with your players and develop the guys. Like how big of a loss is that going to be? And and what's the plan uh, for in place for strength and conditioning?
9: Yeah. I think anytime when you lose somebody that's been with you, I mean, he was been there since I've been there for six years. So he's definitely put his, his footprints and handprints on the program. Um, but you know, it's going to be lost, but we think, you know, the guy that we elevated, Justin Tress, is going to do an unbelievable job. He's been with them side by side this whole time. Uh, he's had stints there. He had stints at Alabama. So he's seen really, um, really, you know, top notch strength coaches, uh, in his time. So we're really excited about Justin Trest and the opportunity for him to lead the strength program. And, uh, you know, those those guys are those guys are awesome. That whole group he has, they have, they all wear black. They all travel together. Uh, if you see one of them, you see all five of them. So uh, we're excited about excited about the future with those guys. Hey,
0: staying in house seems to be the right mm-hmm. play in this modern era, especially if you got a lot of great people in the building. Hiring is a difficult process. You're in the middle of all that. Uh, the way you describe your team, and I was never somebody that was going to be accepted to Michigan ever Okay, academically, True. and they were never gonna say, you know what, let's go to Plumborough, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and get this guy into Michigan. But AJ, I think the reason why he said what he said was because as we were watching your team, your team, hey, dogs, dude, just like absolute dogs. And you say the first thing you're looking for is like blue collar guys. Is there, just for me, as somebody that might not fully understand, is there a plethora of super smart blue-collar guys still out there in 2024 coming out of high school? That's a real question.
9: Yeah, I don't know if there's a plethora, but there's there's enough. There's enough out there that will do it, and we're going to go find them. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I pre- that's hope for society. I got yeah, hope yeah. for society
0: then, Coach. We appreciate you. Good luck the rest of the way, pal.
9: All right, appreciate you guys. Thank you for
0: having me. Hey, congrats on the Natty. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of Michigan, Jerome Moore. Yay, hello. I was just thinking about that as he continued to describe his team. Like, we want blue-collar. Because all you think of, no offense to Michigan, and you guys have had enough people speaking from your side on all different platforms and avenues because of how successful Michigan Mm -hmm. grads are and how loud they are about being Michigan people. So, Just have one, first hour. Bingo, Schefter, with this whole thing. mm -hmm. (laughs) So a lot of people... (laughs) My idea is like and it's different obviously after you meet people. But without knowing anybody from Michigan, I'm like, yuppies, okay, uh, soft, uh, nepotism, handed everything. Uh yeah, they might be smart. Cool. You can read a book, good. You're a puppet to other people's words, sweet. But that is kind of my thoughts on what Michigan was. And then i we go up there to like do college game day, and I get a chance to meet the people, I'm like, These people are actually pretty cool. uh, (laughs) These are actually pretty nice people. Nice place. I I didn't expect (laughs) these people to be as nice as uh, they are. And then you watch their football team, and it's like... Mm -hmm. They're there to fight you. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that was not my preconceived notion of, so I apologize for that potentially being how I viewed it. But I don't think I'm the only person that kind of viewed Michigan that way. And what Harbaugh, Sharon Moore, and that entire staff has done, I think is represent how the school actually is, which is like, hey, we're a hard-working – this is a hard place. Yeah, we might be incredibly intelligent, but we get after it, and obviously they've reaped the benefits of it, uh, beating Ohio State three straight years. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. winning a national championship. In Columbus? AJ, they, they're like – I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. What? You might as what? well. Well, everything that we thought about the well, the Ohio State team is. The old teams. You know, like what I would have thought of like Ohio State, just my preconceived notion, is what that Michigan team was. Like super disciplined, very creative, physical football team. In the big moments, they showed up. It was like everything about their team took on an image, and he said it like blue collar. Like I did not expect that. out of it. I love it. And they're hiring from within. It's like we're going to keep this thing around there. Much different Michigan than what I thought it was before I knew anything about anything, AJ.
3: Yeah, and it also feels like this this team, at least that we got to watch this year in person, they were like developed there. A lot of them are developed in mm-hmm. Michigan. They came in, they, we had, they had a lot of guys with experience playing. And there's a huge, like, there's something to that. And every team's trying to find a way with this whole NIL situation how to win. Like, how do we bring in a couple of guys from the portal to, to plug them in? But I don't know. Like, there's all different ways to go about how you do it. But if you could build from within and kind of develop your dudes and go undefeated and win the national championship, I think that's the model I would like to do. Yeah, I think
0: we should all be trying to find that. Oh, yeah. If we're not, but like, the pride in Michigan, you know. Yes. Like, some places have that, like the pride. But yeah. it feels like that is something that's disappearing in a lot of places because of the amount of contracts and money that's available in a lot of different schools. And I don't blame anybody for taking however... They're getting changed, life-changing money at a very young age, not only for themselves, their family and everything. You do what you got to do. But there is a ripple effect, a side effect of that for every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction. And the pride in school, in program, is potentially one of the things that are kind of being lost in it all. Like, we didn't hear... When Alabama, Nick Saban retires, and it's open, it's like, all we heard about is gone, 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 gone. Yep, yeah. Like the Michigan guys, even the guys that didn't play, and were like waiting for their time to play, they're like, Michigan's, we got pride in Michigan. This goes back to kind of what Bama was whenever they didn't make the college football playoff. They were playing in Cotton Bowl, maybe? Yeah, Kansas State? Uh, yeah, something That's like a, that. Yeah. And Number one overall pick, played. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Alabama. Number three overall pick, played. Why? Because Alabama. It's like pride in school. And if you can find that and develop that, that's going to win every time in the end, I do believe.
5: Absolutely. That was, that was their identity. You know, having a nephew that played, uh, you know, for Jim and Greg Madison coached him, recruited him. They've got the very best in everything. When I was out in 2018, I went to one of his home games. They were playing Penn State at, at home there, and everything that I saw was just the best of the best. The facilities, the coaches, the way they fed them, the way they uh, – A.J.'s point, the way they developed them, academics. Like, guys don't miss class. They don't miss, they don't miss study hall. They, they just don't do that. And they, they're going to take a young kid, they're going to go on home, and they're going to tell them X, Y, and Z, and then they're going to follow through with it. And the ultimate thing is, he's going to get coached like everybody wants to go to the next level, right? They want to go to the NFL. They're going to get him there, and they're also, by the way, you're going to get a degree. You're going to you're going to be
0: what's that? Michigan connections. Oh,
5: and then the connections are like yeah, sick a lot of them.
0: everywhere. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. If you play there and do well there, like J.J. Mm-hmm. McCarthy. Okay? People are saying he's going to the NFL, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. Cool. I hope he does. Seems to be a winner. Yes. Okay? Always has been. I think his record, high school and college, Mm -hmm. is the guy does win. But if he was not to, like something happens, can't throw a football anymore, something happens there, it's like J.J. McCarthy good for what he did Mm -hmm. at Michigan forever. And those types of things are added benefits. So if you're recruiting people to become Michigan men, then whenever the transfer portal or the NIO and everything, that all of a sudden isn't even a part of the conversation anymore because the main reason you're coming, and obviously there's money, but you wanted mm-hmm. to do this. This is what we were here for. And you're going to lose people and it's not going to work for everybody, but they seemingly have a machine built now. yeah. And uh, with the transfer and uh, passing of the torch to Sharon, uh, which or uh, passing a baton, which I think is how Harbaugh actually mm-hmm. described it, they've seemingly done it seamlessly. And congrats to them. And, boy, it sucks for Ohio State. Yep. You know, boy, it sucks for the team down south. And I think that's why you see Ryan Day and the boys, 13 million in there. we got to stop the bleeding here against a machine that's come up north. Is that how you're seeing it? Is that how you're seeing it as well?
3: Uh, No, I mean, I don't see anything of whatever they're doing. I don't know. Like, yeah, Ohio State's got to beat them, no matter what you have to do. But now, Ohio State, it feels like they finally jumped into the NIL game like some other schools are. That's what they're doing. All in.
0: Yeah, but what we're saying is I do believe it's mostly because the Michigan success has
3: really – Well, you got to win. Yeah, you got to – you could go undefeated if you lose to Michigan every year. It doesn't matter. You're out of there. I do appreciate Nine that. The Ohio, St-
0: uh, the Ohio State Buckeye fans um, tweeting to me and others, go look up the overall record Harbaugh has against Ohio State, please. Okay? <laughs> yeah. There's another Michigan coach that leaves Michigan – a loser against Ohio State. I'm like, if that's how you're selling it to yourself, if that's a, if that's how you view it, on you. Okay, I appreciate that. I like the optimism and the love for Ohio State, but that fans' love for Ohio State is seemingly the love that the, all the players in Michigan's locker room have for Michigan and leading the way. And you think about Hutch. I mean, you think about Hutch. Oh he, yeah, he was like. The face of it.
8: Blue-collar, but Michigan Pro- guy. Pro- He's Pro- like that Seppers.
0: perfect person for that. I yeah, feel like. Andy's huge. Yeah, yes. massive. Yeah. Andy, very fashionable. Of course. Right. We know that about Great Yeah,
2: it's, it's hard to get blue-collar and fashion normally in the same.
0: George Kittle's pulling right. it off. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Kelsey. Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know George was fashion. Hey,
0: after our conversation yesterday with Travis Kelsey, I think a lot more positive reaction than I thought there was going to be. Now, granted, when be. Schefter rips our video and posts it, Uh, on his own thing when he could just tweet the same exact video. Thank Mm -hmm. you. When he does that and Connor was not happy and Gumpy certainly threw his phone Mm -hmm. at one point whenever he saw it take place. Shefty, come on. Pow. It's the exact same clip. I
9: don't don't understand. understand. But
0: uh, but like Shefter's followers are all NFL people looking for information. So, it was actually nice to kind of go into his and see the reaction. There's people that hate Patrick and Travis. Yes. Like, certainly people that hate that. But I think a lot more people, like, I think were reminded, like, Travis Kelsey is just an Ohio, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, he is a football guy at the end of the It feels like
3: he's still himself, doesn't Like, that's what, in the face of all this, it could be easy for him to try to be all corporate and buttoned up and not try to mess anything up. But he feels like, yeah, watch him and his brother. Watch him on here. He's just, he's the same Travis.
0: And I can't say this enough, just because we've seen it with not only us, but with a lot of people. A lot of easy money for him to potentially grab too, if he just wants to act like a yeah, you know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. if he just wants, to, if he just wants to just do this, like the amount of money that he could potentially profit from everything that's happening right now, and he's still he said we were going to run out there and get a 15 yarder on Justin Tucker, like that's not like the perfect human <laughs> image that he could easily just try to. Like I appreciate that, and uh, I'm very thankful he took time to join us. It was on uh, today's show this morning. Uh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, we're on today's Katie Kerr. We've been on there a few times. Nice, mm-hmm. sweet. We've been on there. Uh, this one was for
2: good news. Katie yeah, Kerr was on lo- there a little
0: more positive. Different.
3: What's that, pal? Who's on there? Katie Curt She's on the Today Show. So. Mm, Hoda Kotb. 1998? Yeah, certainly.
0: Oh, no. She's old generation. Hoda what and, were you guys uh, on there
2: for? It's not Katie Courant.
0: Well, this time? No, it's not. This time you're talking about? Or the well, that previous, like, four times? What about times? last time? What about we're previous right, times?
5: Right, previous as well. Yeah, not
0: a lot. <laughs> we don't it, want was, uh, it was an... Uh,
1: AJ's lighter.
0: There I was think. actually uh, Kaylee Hartung. You know, she covers the Amazon Prime. And uh, she's in the sports world. I think the last couple times that we've been mentioned on that show, she has had to go to bat for, like, our program. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate her doing that. love you, Kaylee. Thank you for doing that. Because I think so they were like, so, <laughs> this show. What is this? Yeah. Who are these guys? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's, like, in the sports world, so she's let them know. Carson Daly has talked about us before. He's pronounced my name wrong, but now I think he's, oh,
3: you know, we're nice. off her, like two years on ago. the On the drinking show with Blake? No, see,
1: I not Barmageddon. I don't want no. to break any
0: news, but I was potentially invited to go participate in that. That's right. uh, but it was filming literally day before wife's expected due date. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to do that. So I got a lot of love for everybody over there and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were talking positive about our program, which is good. Because mm-hmm. we got a lot of answers about Tavis. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, A lot of answers about Tavis yesterday that I guess the world didn't know about.
1: Well, and I feel like that's why a lot of the stuff wasn't as negative, even though it was about Tavis, is... Gumpy does a great job like putting the quotes of what Kelsey was saying and the stuff that he put as the captions of what he was saying. It was like, even if you didn't want to listen to the clip and you were just scrolling... You can't. You can't because like, the stuff that he was saying as the quote, as the caption, it was like, okay... If that's what this is about, let me actually listen to it. And people, a lot of the times, don't actually listen a lot. to what no. you a lot of the or time. whoever's on the show There's are still people saying, saying, he
0: can't tell Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah. All,
0: Aaron Rodgers Tuesday ended. Fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is standard operating procedure. The football ended, and there's still people that view that, especially after yesterday's conversation with Travis. You talked Tom Brady and Travis Kelsey, huh? Uh, okay, huh. Mr. Uh, Fizer, uh, huh? Uh, look at you
1: guys. Wow,
0: look at this guy. Like, up for the same, same exact thing this as every single year. This a football program? You don't know. Ugh. Chuck, right? We talked. We talked to football. We talked football players. We do a lot of stuff. He was awesome
5: yesterday, Travis. Yeah.
0: Do you know? Do you know him well? No. He was. That was a great interview. He's. He's. He talked about being a fountain. Yeah. Your socks are sweet. I've not seen your socks. They're just making a. Oh neat. (laughs) Look at you. Those are fun.
1: Yeah, those are neat. Fun, fun. grandpa. That's That's fun. Those are fun socks, Chuck. Who got you those, Bear? You know, when I woke up. Yesterday,
5: before I started to travel, and I was thinking about, you know, I was watching Travis and, you know, not half full, this all the way full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to come in here as full as I could. You oh, did? Yeah. Because nice. I've got an attitude of gratitude. Hell and yeah. yeah. I appreciate yeah. Nice. it for nice. you guys and today. Yeah. Got us lunch. Right? Spot And you lunch. mentioned, yeah. it, like, you can, like, I used to have some players, like, did you wake up this morning? with just the idea that you're going to come in here and try to make my life and everybody else's life miserable in this building? <laughs> is, that, is that the idea? The energy vampire that Saban always talks about? Yeah. There was dudes that that was their mission.
3: How can I ruin Chuck's day?
1: <laughs> is that Orlovsky? Is that Dan Orlovsky? <laughs> oh, you never coached no.
3: Dan. Never ah, coached bummer. Big Dan. The woe is me guys. Like the bitter guys that woe is oh, me. Those, 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 I have a very so Everyone knows a couple of them.
0: Well, and also, they're normally the people who are
3: the most lucky,
0: too, like... Hey, if you were to really start looking at your situation and everything, you're actually the most lucky person <laughs> mm-hmm. out of all the people. And now we're dealing with your bullshit more than all the people. You can start really singling in on, oh, if we want to get better, who do we potentially, oh, there. we all feel this? Yeah, okay, I thought so, yeah. And it's very obvious. Now, if you have a team that's filled with those, You're gonna suck. Mm -hmm. That's just how it's gonna be. And and it's hard to point out the ones. But if you're close to getting to like that elite great level, normally it's just identifying the couple that are, and then it's being selfish. You're a selfish
3: teammate. If you're one of those woe is me, bitter guys that complains about everything, it's a very selfish move. No, remember, they got it all figured out though. Well, everyone's getting, oh, you you don't get screwed like I You you should see what they're doing to me.
5: The feeling when you walk into a locker room, and that guy is no longer there, whoever that guy is. Oh. Yep. How awesome that is that day. You've been in <laughs> locker rooms like yep. where, like, oh my God, I got to see such and such today. I got to talk to this <laughs> dude. I got to coach this dude. And then all of a sudden he's out. Oh,
1: oh man.
5: Yeah, what's
3: it like oh, as a coach? I,
5: wait Chuck. To get I, to I couldn't work. even imagine
3: you guys. Yeah. I, the players the are. teammate like, is one thing, but yeah, it's like no, a coach. It's, how it's, do you it's handle that, Chuck, because You have to be a
5: professional. It's like in college, like Sabin talks about the energy vampires, you spend 90% of your time on 10% of the population. Those few guys that are all the list guys didn't go to study hall. Don't practice well. Doesn't study. Right. Doesn't watch his iPad. Right. He's a bad teammate. Right. He's miserable. He didn't pick up after himself, and he's just yeah. And when those guys get like,
0: whew, oh. oh. I you bet. walk in, you, Chuck showed up at work uh, twenty twenty five minutes early. Yeah. Right, yeah, we're going in here. Floating. Yeah, I could. It's it's not just you guys. The players feel the same way. Even the people that are potentially like in the same group as that player or know the same player, they all know that. Boy, this whole building got better. So what we're trying to tell people is, don't be that person.
3: Nope. Right, AJ. And you know what it's we're trying to say. Choice. Chuck said it's a choice, right? You got to make that choice, and you walk into that facility every day. Like, no, this is. I'm lucky to be here. I'm going to be, not only am I going to be a positive influence, I'm going to hopefully make people around me happy to be here as well.
0: Hey, we're lucky to be alive. Hell right? yeah. yeah. Hell yeah.
3: I mean, aliens could kill you tomorrow. You never know. You should true. be excited today. Anybody no. could kill you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you're not right. just aliens, There's a lot of Feel ways anybody. to die. Yeah,
0: but these are negative. Yeah. Remember, yeah. we can befriend an alien tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Okay. not die tomorrow. True. Karma
5: is real, right? Jesus. <sighs> oh, when you give back, like, Just, Travis, hey, full, give back, serve others. I mean, do do good in this world. Why is my life so good? Why is it getting better? Why is things so good? Why are things, look, why didn't I, I caught that path. And
0: it doesn't have to be money or financial stuff. No, no. It's just like energy almost. And there's a documentary on Netflix and... I assume whoever did all the research Oof. is a doofus that we shouldn't listen to, sure. and their <laughs> opinion means nothing. Mm-hmm. But there's like some scientific thing. Oh yeah, that if you put positive vibes into the universe, mm-hmm. there's positive vibes coming back. Now, mm. show me the data. Of yeah. course, yeah. you know, but not going to be able to do that. Analytics. Hey hippie, take it easy. There, obviously, that whole thing. But I'm I'm a firm believer in it. Always have been. And uh, every once in a while, you got to tell somebody to go F themselves. But overall, let's enjoy the hell out of the day. Speaking of enjoying the hell out of the day, the quarterback for Alabama, as we stick in the college football world, uh, was given a speech at his camp, I believe, down in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And obviously a big topic of conversation for Alabama and Jalen is the retiring of Nick Saban. Listen to this promo he cuts, and then I think it'll settle in even more why everybody seems to love that guy, and I assume Kalen DeBoer is pumped that he's still leading the program.
1: Yeah, so I miss Coach
9: Saban. 100%. I do miss Coach Saban. But he, he, was a, he was a big reason why I came to Alabama, um, but to see him go is going to be tough on us. But we have to realize that Coach Saban is 28 years from being 100 years old. So <laughs> <laughs> so we got to let, let him retire. Okay. So, in peace. <laughs> you know, like
0: this guy, 28 years away from yeah. being 100 years old. You know, maybe we talk about it. Love the mindset. That's the leader down there. And he's the guy who's going to decide whether or not they're able to continue to go or not, seemingly.
5: Yeah, I love where he's at right now because it was just the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. You talk about a difference in mindset and positivity. Like, like he starts, he gets benched, right? Nobody knows what his future is going to look like, Right. The other two don't play well. He goes back in, gets another opportunity, realizes, okay, I need to take advantage of it, and look at what he's done for himself Mm -hmm. in that program.
0: Everybody loves him. You talk about being an energy giver. Yes, exactly. And a fountain smile. Saban's been saying that since the beginning. Yeah, he's
1: like the most important player in in possibly Alabama's history going forward because of what he has the capability to do. Like he's the one that has to be the glue. Like you got to talk about the locker room. Like that guy is your locker room right there, and he's also your team. Like team goes as Jalen Milrow goes, and the fact that he's state and that's what makes the isaiah bond stuff so weird is that like hey of course like new coach coming in has had a lot of success on offense and you know the washington you know stats of the three receivers having 100 yards averaging per game and you know he's going to be the wide receiver like that's what doesn't make any sense to me because if your leader your guy i mean i don't think i've ever seen miller without a smile on his face even when he got benched And that guy's staying. Like, why would some of the other guys leave? Doesn't really make sense to me. It has to be business moves. Yeah, They have to be getting
0: paid, and I think Texas paid them. Oh, I I assume. And yours yours is there, and... And if not he, yours, Archie. Archie yeah. We don't know what's going on. But still, like in Alabama, I, I think there was a lot of decisions and conversations being had before people knew exactly who Kalen DeBoer was, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Like, for instance, yesterday down to Senior Bowl, there was a video that was shared burying uh, yeah. Kalen DeBoer because people Kalen. were like, oh, look at Kalen DeBoer. Michael Penix doesn't even want anything from this angle. He goes, oh, look at Penix swat him off. And the internet was cooking Kalen DeBoer. Killing him. Absolutely cooking him. Like, this guy loses Isaiah Bourne, Caleb Downs. he's, he's Now he's supposed to be the guy that goes in there because he's Sue Falls. Look at his dipshit. Pretty much. That's like mm-hmm. everything everybody's yeah. saying about Kalen DeBoer, who just led the Washington Huskies mm-hmm. to the national championship in his second year. Nobody really gave him any respect. And then we see the alternate angle, and it's like, uh, no. He was getting out of the way so the guy could get a picture just with the other coach, and then he was welcomed back completely. It's like Kalen DeBoer has had to go through it right now. Yeah. He is going through it all, and it's going to happen whenever you're following Nick Saban. But I have firm belief, especially if Jalen Milrow sticks around and continues to grow mm-hmm. like and continues to play mm-hmm. the way he is, Kalen Boer is going to have success now. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is 100%. just a matter of fact. And Sharon Moore, after talking to him, getting to learn more mm-hmm. about him, he's going to have massive success in Michigan. So congrats to two blue-chip programs mm-hmm. getting it right. Speaking of blue-chip programs, let's go to the NFL... New DC in green bay aj you're only the all-time leading tackler for the green bay packers i assume whenever you're watching green bay packers games you're watching it through the eyes of a middle linebacker and through the linebacking core joe barry obviously a person of uh, conversation on this particular program because ty schmidt was done with his shit all year even though they put their best two games on tape the last two games of the season how do you feel about the hire of halfley out of boston college and what do you think this means for the packers team going forward
3: I think, I mean, people don't really know, or not a whole lot of people don't know halfway that well. I know he spent a year at Ohio State, and I got to talk to him uh, multiple times when he was there and, and stay in touch with him. But he's an impressive dude. Now, everyone loves how aggressive he is, how aggressive his scheme is. Like, we we're going to get up, we're going to bump and run, we're going to disrupt the routes, we're going to make sure we, like, take it to the offense. So, of course, that is what people would love to hear. And I think it'll be on him getting there and, try, and really catering his scheme and what he does to the talent and the people they have on that roster. And, Seems like a good hire, man. It really does. I know, at least from the interactions I've had with him and guys that have played for him, they're all big fans and say he's a great coach. Buddy, though,
0: hiring somebody out of Boston College <laughs> yeah. to people that don't do it, the immediate reaction was, oh, yeah, the Eagles, they're a good team. Of course. Yeah, hey, uh, Boston College.
3: That's who we, we should be looking for. To Will change. we see this happen more? More oh, like yeah. Yeah, coordinators was... in college taking, or head coach in college mm-hmm. taking coordinator gigs in the NFL? So, allegedly...
0: Okay, Allegedly, that is the narrative right now. And I asked for more about it because, like, the old guard of college football or even maybe some of the newer guard of college football who are getting these opportunities or had these opportunities are realizing what the world is and what the reality of the situation is. And all of a sudden they say, we get to the top of the mountain, but the view is nowhere near as good as we thought it was going to be. And Saban told us earlier in the year that the NFL lifestyle right now for coaches Mm -hmm little bit better. Much better <laughs> yeah. than what the college lifestyle is for coaches. So I assume that's going to provide a lot of opportunity for new coaches in college. But I think they should try to stop the bleeding a little bit to maybe make it a little bit more appetizing to remain in college well, football.
2: Well, think about it. I mean, he, he coaches and recruits his dick off, okay, to, to develop these players and get these players into his program. And if you're a middle-tier Power 5 program like Boston College is, if any of these players turn out to be good – one of the top programs is coming, going to come in and pay much more money. So then, all your work that you just did went right out the door. And
3: then you're, you're
0: a minor league team. Yeah, bingo. Mm-hmm. Pretty much feeding the big schools. That's yeah. kind of how it's Screw set up. That I'm out of here.
3: Yeah, I, I can see how you wouldn't want to do that. Always anymore. scraping by to try to get some more money as well. Like you're always, always Fundraising. on whoever the groups are. Yeah, hey, we need you guys want to win more games. I need to help. I need some money to bring in some of these players. That's just what it is right now. I think you embrace that. Like well, you would have to. You, I mean, you, if you, you have, have, to. have <laughs> to embrace that because if, if you can go get if you can go get a
5: few of those dudes and develop them, and then somebody comes and gives them a million dollars to go to Alabama to go to Georgia, okay, I'm good with that. I just go get the other dude out of the you know that portal. becomes your recruit. That's how I'm going to do it. And some teams are going to have the ability to build to the draft. The draft is high school, okay, for colleges right now, and then get a chess piece here and there for needs based on needs every year right out of the portal but guys like that I'm I'm good with that if I'm a uh what is it, FCS or FB, FCS?
2: The one double A is the FCS. Yeah. yeah,
5: you know. So whatever I'm doing that, I'm developing the crap out of that and saying, and then having a guy go here, a guy go there, get paid. Get how do you feel about NIL? all these
0: coaches kind of bitching about the new state of college football? And they're not bitching publicly, but people are bitching for them, seemingly uh, behind closed doors, about how there's no regulations on anything, there's no
5: standards for well, anything. Well, it's coming. They just got to weather the storm because they got to they got a the wild wild west as it is right now. Everybody uses that that way to describe it they got to do something and I think a guy like Halfley who's been in the, in the NFL he spent time in the NFL most of the college guys that are there are going to stay because they haven't you know experienced that mm-hmm. lifestyle that way of coaching five weeks off in the summer they just don't know any better he, he's been there he knows
0: so Listen to the first thing he said yeah. five weeks off, 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 of off in like I was good for they you, don't know that like 18
5: yeah. years I w- I was great because I didn't know any better. I loved recruiting. Had my maps out. We didn't have GPS. I, I mean, I'm trying. We know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: Barely <laughs> had cars. Yeah, we,
0: and we know that that thing started. Yeah. 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 Come on, yeah. push it. You know? Push yeah. it. We don't
5: see this. You know, what you don't know, you don't know. So,
0: Hey, what did you, uh, how was recruiting out of Bedrock? Pretty good? Yeah, they're excellent. good players. Right down yep.
5: the tail, of Dino.
0: Yep. Get yeah, they hit the wagon. Oh, yeah. Start <laughs> big.
5: Yeah, get those Fred Flintstones up,
0: Goose. rolling. It's such a hack joke about you being an old man, but you are. Good. And, so old. And you're experienced. You know, what I mean, it's not old. You're experienced. Yeah. As mm. we continue this beautiful, optimistic Thursday, coach them up Thursday, February first, two thousand twenty-four. Was
2: Jack ten years
0: uh, younger than Belichick too?
1: Is that what you are? What are you? Ten years older. Sixty-three. Yeah. Hey, they're hiring sixty-three-year-olds. Yeah.
3: Six benches more?
1: Uh, come on,
0: Bill Belichick oh, I got No shot. Yeah. But I think on the peloton cardio. Works. Yeah. Oh, please. bingo! Oh,
5: Bring it on. I- Chuck on them.
0: <clears throat> All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow for a feel good Friday. We can't thank you enough for joining us. I think we got a huge guest. Oh yeah, Jim Harbaugh. See Whoa! that? Two Michigan men, back-to-back days. Yeah. What are we doing?
1: I don't know. AJ must be so fucking pissed right he's now. He's
0: fuming. He's shaking up there. The yeah. Michigan, yeah. Uh, there's been a couple of Michigan football bloggers who put together videos of my, all my picks from this year, mm-hmm. and I, I, I did become a target of a lot of Michigan people on the internet.
3: You led just, them to that table. Yeah. You tell them, yeah, they thank you. Yeah, they should thank you. That's what I'm saying.
0: So I'm, they weren't saying that. Sorry. They weren't saying that. None of them were actually saying that. Oh, what's your problem? Well, I kind of gave it away earlier, like, my preconceived notions of what Michigan – I shouldn't view it that way. No, no it's changed. You, you've changed. You've done uh, There you've done. are a lot of
8: people that are under that description that you had earlier in the show. So
0: that's a Michigan State fan. Yeah, yep.
8: there's a lot of them.
0: As I was talking, Foxy was back there, like – Yeah. And then I said, you hey, know, I got up there. I got met these people. They were cool and Foxy. No. Foxes, I guess on. But team. I will well,
8: say the, the pride thing for that school, what you said was spot on because they didn't have that pride for a lot of years and that's when Ohio State and Michigan State was kicking their ass. Then they hired Harbaugh and Harbaugh restored that whole thing. So and, It was spot on.
1: And Michigan's such like a powerhouse that even like the smaller schools in Michigan where those blue-collar people do go, like they're still Michigan fans it feels like. We, 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 yeah. we met one of Foxy's fr- friends, yes. great dude, didn't actually go to Michigan. Remember the first thing he said to me? What was it? You have not picked us one time.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's the first. He was holding a drink. Yep. I assume it wasn't the first he had that day. No, 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 now, no. He's no. friends at Foxy's. Uh, you know, we know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Foxy's family attracts booze bags.
1: Of course. Big but, time. Yeah, yeah he,
0: he time f- makes them. I literally showed up. I shake his hand. He has a Michigan thing on. And Foxy's like, this is my buddy, blah, blah, blah. You haven't picked us one time. You know, like, all right. You, sorry. sorry yeah, I thought Rutgers you. was gonna beat you guys. Imagine right? the first
3: drive. Yeah. I Strong
2: think we had team. a kid in the office who didn't go there, who's uh, you know a huge
0: fan. Yeah, he's had quite a year this year. We learned very late in the college football season that he's a huge Michigan
3: fan. I thought we were the talking about Tone. Yeah, it was grinded on Thamel.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: That I, thought, didn't
1: I thought it was totally easy. Yes, it that is. Yeah. That I is exactly wanted, who but we're but talking I, about. I, I think yeah. earlier,
3: Pat, you summed it up well. It is <laughs> lunch pail grit Michigan development against pay to play Ryan Day. Bruce the got, Ohio State <laughs> <All Bucks. right. laughs> got the right.
0: worst. <laughs> All right. I mean,
2: most of their alignment are, were transfers in, but.
0: Bruce got pretty boozed up. Uh, after the national championship and won over old Buckeye Pete. And, uh, <laughs> should I send it in? Because I,
1: I just watched it last <laughs> oh,
3: night. No. It's my no. favorite video. We don't need to watch from that lobby. Okay. I mean, what are you doing, doing, Bruce? Doubling down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's one of the most awkward things I've ever seen. Connor,
1: you told me to do it. That's not you said. Should I? And <laughs> it, I said no, yeah, yeah. no. He was it was your up, idea. It's like AAA. It was yeah. your <laughs> idea. Hey, <laughs> <should> <laughs> classic Michigan right. man, yeah. blaming yeah. someone else. Check over there. That's not Michigan man. That
0: one is. Anyways, Chuck, that lobby after the national championship was filled with characters. Yeah. And Bruce was the biggest one out of all. Bingo. It's, uh, That's it was place. great to see. Booze Bruce is awesome.
1: Yeah.
3: Booz,
0: so, well, sometimes. Booze yeah, I mean, Bruce awesome. is vastly different than day to day Bruce. Mm-hmm. I enjoy booze, Bruce. I just get to watch it in spurts, I guess. You guys are around it a lot. I enjoy
1: the shit out of Bruce. He's a great time. I'm not saying that at all. He's awesome, Boozy Bruce. But there are times, I think Boozy Bruce would admit this, When maybe, you know, he he should hop in that Uber home. I've heard him say, though, oh, I'm doing too much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So He's also very self-aware with it,
0: too. He gets experience in a national championship this year. All those Michigan people did, and they were enjoying it. Mm -hmm. They deserve it, man.
4: Absolutely. In a long time.
0: Long season, too. Desmond Howard flying high, Mm -hmm. you know, going into that national championship. Rich Eisen, boom, Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. in life. Charles Wood, I mean. Schefter. Everybody. Schefter. Like, all these Michigan people, like, Rich Eisen would open Sunday's game day morning, NFL game day show, with, like, his feet on the fucking desk <laughs> M's on the bottom of his shoes. Yeah. Like, how we doing today, boys? Like, just all the way back, you know? That type of pride, I think, is a beautiful thing. They've been of...
8: waiting so long for so that. So long. So long. And I'm so happy for the people that are Michigan and Detroit Lions fans because that was the greatest football season in the state of Michigan ever for those people.
0: Not a lot of schools have that. No. that and. College football has that more than any other sport in America, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, that's a beautiful thing, the Mm -hmm. obsession, the connection. That's what
3: makes college sports, especially college football, that's what makes it Different and special, I think.
0: Agreed. Like, and that's why, like, doing game day these last couple years and getting a chance to experience... I'm from Pittsburgh, so let's go Pens and let's go Steelers and NFL town. You know, the University of Pittsburgh is obviously there and has created a lot of greats, and Pittsburgh has its fingerprints all over football. I understand that, but that's an NFL town. Like, that is, that is what it is. So I didn't really get into college ball much. That isn't something I've known. So then getting a chance to, like, experience it and see it, it's like, these motherfuckers would actually die right now oh yeah for this place like mm-hmm. we're on the spot right now will you take a bullet for them to win a national championship they'd be like if my father and my father's father are going to see a championship here and my kids are going to see it yeah you know what shoot me right in the fucking head like that is <laughs> yeah. they actually have that
3: type of i have family members like that for ohio state Absolutely. it's awesome like that is yeah. a
0: beautiful thing that i hope stays yeah I hope that stays,
3: because they're talking about how much
0: college football is changing. That has to remain, because that is what makes Mm -hmm. college college football the field. Football is a great sport, one million percent. But that type of passion and pageantry is like why college football is so damn special and so remarkable. It's like, I hope that never leaves. I do. I hope that never, ever
1: leaves. Well, and like AJ just said it, and like we were able to watch it all year. Like the SEC is different. That's the saying, and it absolutely is. But like watching tie with Iowa. Big Ten's like, close. The Big 10 is right this there is in close. Michigan. I mean, we're just talking about Michigan. Like, as long as the Big 10 and the SEC don't change, like, I think college football is going to be four, fine forever. Handful of Big 12 schools that are like that. Yeah, West
0: yeah. Virginia, obviously. But the, uh, the yeah. two most bingo welcome to <laughs> west virginia's conference Trust the big Con. 12 but texas oh. and oklahoma mm-hmm. i think a lot of people would say yeah oh yeah they're absolutely yeah. and they're now in the sec mm-hmm. so it's like it feels like we are going to have the schools that are going to keep it alive and everything but what does it look like you know seems is,
5: like it's going to be the sec and the big 10 really right it mm-hmm. is well and the big 12 obviously because Virginia. And the big Ten, well, yeah the big 12 will pull well, in, yeah so, yeah 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 of course how many teams but you people have got now? to experience the Rose 16. Bowl, right? Yes. That was my first year in coaching in 1984 as a G8 SC. We go to, I go to SC, we win the Pac 10, go to the Rose Bowl, Pac-10, beat Ohio State, and you talk about college football, the pageantry, the Coliseum, the Rose Bowl. I mean, it was beautiful. Nothing like it. And then to be was able Herbie to on that coach team? at Miami. <laughs> Was Herb Street on that team that you guys played against? It was uh, Herb, Tom Zach, was yeah. a, Keith Byers was running back. Mike Tom Herbie played in 87,
3: I know, so he could have been younger. This was 84,
5: 84, 85 could freshman, season. Baby. College is awesome. But then going to Miami and being a part of, of that team oh, in, in 86, we won every game, went to the Fiesta Bowl, fatigues. That oh, whole, no. that was, oh man. That was the prime error. That That's awesome. Yeah. They, yeah, that was like Jerome Brown, the late Rest in Priest. Peace, late Drone Brown. Rest in peace, Unbelievable. Man. Get up there and, you know, that Was Lonzo there? Lonzo Highspith, Bell Bratton. So, I'm
0: AJ, a- growing up uh, Ohio, no, obviously you're football, but, like, college football was... Because I got pulled over in Ohio a week after I got arrested for a public intoxication. I had an Escalade on 24s, driving back to Pittsburgh because I wasn't allowed in a building. Mm-hmm. So, I... They profiled me. They, they pulled me over because of the car I was driving on 70. And it was a full thing. I mean, get out of the car, the whole, we got a tip that a black SUV was coming through here with blah, 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 blah. Okay. And as I'm sitting on the side of the road, have you ever been arrested before? Yeah. When? Last week. Uh, oh, um, okay. Real excited. You know, they get real excited. what you get arrested for? I was like, public intoxication. Where? Indianapolis. Why are you in Indianapolis? It's where I work. Okay, so if we look this all up, you're gonna be telling the truth? Yeah, all right, we'll sit right here. Well, I can't fucking go anywhere. You got 10 <laughs> cops around me right now. It was the scene, like it was, it was not good, like everything that was on there. So cop goes into car, I see him actually, and I see him look at it and go, oh. Then he comes out and he goes, if you were a buckeye we would have just drove you home and i was like thank you uh fucking where were you last week or whatever and then they immediately like do you want us to get you to the county to make up for lost time here i'm like i would just like you to leave me the fuck alone if, <laughs> if that's okay as i get back on the road but it like in that moment there with those cops it was like if you were a buckeye like that's how they view it. in pittsburgh now i'm not saying any Steelers have ever got off but it would be like if you were a Steeler, like potentially back in the day would happen. In Ohio, it's it's college ball, right? That That
3: is yeah, kind of what you're – Definitely birth- college ball. I mean, Joe Burrow has done a lot for the Cincinnati Bengals, and obviously the Browns as well are better. So, But, yeah, it's Ohio State is the one. There, we always heard stories about that where, oh, back like in the, the 70s, guys would get, get in a fight on high street or whatever – and the cops would take two or three of the players and drive them to Woody Hayes' house and wake Woody up, and then Woody would make them run for fifteen straight hours, but they wouldn't get arrested. Yeah, Woody hey,
0: would we'll punish them worse than
3: we would. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go throw. That's rocks. old school. It's like a movie. Yeah,
0: let's go throw. It's not like that anywhere anymore. But just them saying that made me be like, oh, Ohio's. Is- It's just Buckeyes. Football. That is what it is. Even though there is NFL teams, obviously. Yeah. And they're pulling for the NFL teams to do well. At the end of the day, if you're born in Ohio, it's Buckeyes. Like in the South, if you're born into an Auburn family, like Mm -hmm. War Eagle, for the rest of your life, that's beautiful. Wonderful. That's AJ Hawk. The Toxic Table is here at Boss Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer. Bang, Cowboys tone. Digs is here. You're looking thin, tone. Thank you. I appreciate that. You too. Are those mediums? No, 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 no. That's a medium. There's a lot. If, if I ever could, it's baggy. No. Isn't it? yeah. If I ever get to a if I
2: ever get to a medium, just throw me off a bridge, okay?
0: Well, I don't know how to say this to you, but we might need to go bridge searching because I that looks like a baggy large. You're in Ohio, AJ. <laughs> yeah. I think he could go down to a medium. I think so. He could absolutely. He might. I mean, Shut if up. there
3: was like a. If there was a, a largest small, you might even be able to squeeze into the that one. You look small good, Tom. Face.
0: It's medium, I think is what he's talking about.
2: 200.0. If I go, go below that, throw me off a bridge. Okay. Oh. I'm, I'm an adult male. Okay.
0: <laughs> so? <laughs> is that a Viore? Chuck's off? 80 pounds. I don't know. Is that is that a no, I'm Lulu? A fancy like you, Chuck. You are small. No, I mean, the way
5: you look, yeah. as fit as you look, right. watching he you had. walk away from me, I sit in the back with Z, you. look
0: amazing.
2: 28-year NFL coach. Uh, 36. 36. Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. NFL, 28. 18. Why are you 18 in
0: college. 18 in the NFL. Why are you trying Wrong to? Wrong across all boards. Why are you trying to move on, Tony? It's because he's wearing mediums, though. Yeah. Why? That's what it is. Tony, this is a good
1: thing. We're proud of the you. The fancy hat you have, too. Don't yeah. say medium, medium fancy watch Hey, look yeah. at you. Fancy tone. I got it. Fancy fit tone. You.
0: Anthem, medium oh, de Julia. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Oh, no.
2: Size down to Julius. Uh-oh. I'm back to <sighs> New Corner. I'm going to start lashing out. When I want to want this. Yeah, well, we are
0: not putting you in a corner. We're putting you on a pedestal. Amen. Oh, yes, I don't want to be there. Nobody
8: should be there. Proud of you, love ton. you ton- Tony. Yeah. Yeah, love you, Tony. Proud of you, Tony. Tony Tony, be positive. Love you, Tony. 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 Look at you, Tony. Tony.
0: Yeah. Tony hey, Tony. You, Tony.
8: Tony. Tony.
2: Thursdays. I almost messed up. I didn't do it, though. So. Yeah,
8: He wants to say something about me. I no, no, tell. not you.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Good, ball, good I, call. Good call.
1: I, uh, I don't know.
8: <laughs> you know he's going to deflect
0: to something. He does have a trump card in the back pocket. I oh, play it. Play that it. That <laughs> certainly put us all in an interesting spot. Play especially it. Especially because on this particular date, <laughs> we will visit it later for sure. Uh, 36 years <laughs> as a football coach, 18 in college, 18 in the NFL, Chuck Bogans. Hey, hey go. Chuck. Chuck, we talked about you previewing. Uh, the Super Bowl coming up here. And uh, I think what everybody would love to hear from a man who was such a defensive talent, defense coordinator, became a head coach because of how long and how great you were on the defensive side of the ball. And when we talk about these two teams, we're talking about two... Stud defenses have to have a championship defense to obviously win it all. This Chiefs team will start there with Spags. Have they been doing anything different this year than they have in the years past? How long have they been this dominant? And what do you think the keys are for Spags to get a win over this machine like offense that the Niners have?
5: Yeah, Spags has been doing it at a high, high level for a long, long time. I mean, he won Super Bowls in, in New York, right? The Giants. That's a long a, time as ago. A, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as, a D, as a DC. The plan that he put together uh, versus the Ravens last week, like if you really stop and dissect that thing, Orlovsky said he called the game like an offensive coordinator, if you remember, right? Uh-huh. He had all these different – so he, he used base defense. He used sub-defense. He used dime defense. He had a 3-2 package. So he gave them a bunch of looks, and he's, what he's known for is like double mug stuff. Both backers walked up in the A-gaps, two three techniques, two wide ends, and then a lot of zone pressures. Did none of that. So, I expect something totally different out of Spags versus the, versus the 49ers come, come Super Bowl Sunday.
0: How do they stop this 49ers team? You know, because like uh, they're so, like, they just feel like a machine, right? And when they turn on, they turn on. Now, against Packers, they were off. Yeah. It was very wet. Then again, against the Lions, it seemed like they weren't going to be able to get going. And then they turn it on and they're unstoppable. What does Spags need to do to get a dub over the Niners D? First and or foremost, offense,
5: sorry. CMC. It all starts with him. You gotta, you gotta, you're not going to shut him down totally, but you've got to limit him. Uh, you can't let him free release out of the backfield. You've got to get hands on him. We used to call it a bam call, defensive end that's rushing. He starts to swing, release, get hands on him, try to help whoever's in coverage, on, you know, man-to-man on him. Um, and then I think you've got to be a great tackling defense. You have to stay because they're going to make throws, they're going to make catches. Purdy's playing at an uh, unbelievable level right now. He's got, you know, Ayuk, uh, he's got Debo, he's got Kittle, he's got all these weapons, right? They're going to make plays, but you got to limit the explosives, the run after catch, the yards after contact, all those kind of things. Make them go the long, hard way, and then through the playoffs, and in the regular season, they're top three in red zone offense, the 49ers are. So they're going to have to play really good in the red zone. You're going to have to try to force field goals. Eliminate TDs, force field goals down there. Um, It's going to be a heck heck of a challenge.
0: So what is Spags doing? Spags already has everything in that they already need. They're just picking and choosing what they think is best fit for the Niners here.
5: He's got a plethora of defense. So you do self-scout. You go back and say, okay, what have we not shown? In recent weeks super bowl is different because you got more time as a coach you're going to go evaluate the whole season everywhere you're going to look at any he's faced this type of west coast offense he's faced shanahan's offense what did he do in the past what do we anticipate you got a lot of time so you don't want to give him too much because you have extra time because you don't want to ankle weight the players you don't want to bog them down you want them to play fast you don't want them out there thinking but he'll he'll the thing he he's got playmakers at all three levels. He talked about last week after mm-hmm. last week's game, the football intelligence of his defensive guys. He said, usually you have one or two guys like are really, really bright. You got a guy like AJ, where's the green dot, makes all the calls, identifies you know those ty- he's got a, he's got a defense full of those guys. You don't see guys running wide open. You don't see blitz patterns where you got two guys in the same gap. You don't have contained. You got freebie over here, and then we we don't have a guy, oh, by the way, you know, putting an edge on the other side of the opposite of the pressure. So he's got high IQ. He's got players that love ball. He's got players that can think, they can communicate. They're going to be on the same page. Right. This week, they'll put the stuff in because once you get to the venue, it's just like detailing, fine tuning. There's so much stuff going on at the Super Bowl.
0: So whenever you think about like. Spags in the success that he's had. And he talks about the football IQ. I think D Butt said, because the way he described it is normally every team has one guy who doesn't know, mm-hmm. I think is the way he said. D Butt was like, normally it's like four to five, six different guys. Would you put that as a priority over potential? Like if a guy runs four, three, no idea. Four, four, knows everything like why do you think veach has been able to find guys at seemingly every position with a high football iq and not sacrifice any like skill seemingly that why doesn't everybody just do that why doesn't everybody just do that chuck why well, don't the colts do
1: that do we do well, that yeah well, we, they, we, we, know, we know why the colts don't do it they haven't even paid why does pay everybody
0: pay. just get smart players though I, like,
1: I think everybody's goal is to go
0: find guys with okay. high football iqs they just happen yeah. to do it this year with the Kansas City chiefs defense
5: I think there's been continuity. I know they got some young guys. They got some old guys. They've hit on. I think Tranquil was uh, a free agent, right? In their one year, up, yep. so he he fit right in. And you you talk to these guys, you evaluate them, you watch their tape, and you see their skill set. And then you sit down and you talk ball. You have a conversation with them, and figure out. Okay, yeah, this guy this guy gets ball. He, know, he knows what's going on. He'll be perfect in our system. He
0: knows why, and obviously 90 there his ACL mm-hmm. later in this game, Brutal. which is a damn shame. And I think everybody sang his praises afterwards, so that's not good for the Spags defense. But we assume with the way they built up that defense, somebody else will come in and make some big plays for them. It's a beautiful thing. They've become the most well-rounded they've been since the start of this entire dynasty.
1: Yeah, for Spags, do you think he goes back to Ravens Niners and he's like, all right, this was probably mm. the most successful a defense was against the complete Niners offense like is that exactly is that right where he goes to right away or is he first look at like how they match up on defense with the Niners offense
5: i think there's certain parts of it as a base defense he's an overfront he's not a 3-4 like McDonald and the Ravens are so on
0: overfront means
5: so you got four down three linebackers which they play with if you're in 21 or 12 personnel uh, which 49ers are going to be in you can play your base defense um, Does that so help was,
1: them because they can just be in No, place. he
5: can see what was effective and what we I think what they get more is like the pressure stuff because McDonald will go to out of the 3-4 versus 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wides. Mm-hmm. You're going to get... In, everybody's pretty much four down, especially on first and second run situations versus 11. But then third down, he's going to say, okay, they ran some double mug stuff. They ran some zone pressures. They They showed here... Try to get the mic point going one way, right? Okay, it's coming from over here. Oh, no, it's not. Spin the safety back this way. Bring the pressure here. Try to get a free runner. Try to, because Purdy, again, he's obviously can process. He can he can see. He can he can pick things out. Try to check his oil, see if he can pick up some of these pressers, oh. see if they have a side on, oh, see if oh, they have oh, a hot oh. on. easy.
1: Right, just seeing if he's, yeah. you know, forward on. Yeah. Okay. That's what he's checking along. All right. How do you, do you agree with Peyton? Do you think Peyton said he thought it was going to be a very high-scoring game? Do you think that's the case? It, everybody's moved the ball in the Niners.
5: They've got a. They've got a. They've moved the ball. They've uh, given up. I mean.
0: So let's talk about the Niners. I mean, then. they had
5: 148 yards. Detroit had 148 yards on 21 rushes in the first half of that yeah. game. They came out in the in the third quarter after they went down and got a field goal. They started running with Montgomery. They had five. They had seven. They had eight. They, got, they get to a fourth down. They have a drop. They don't get it. They don't convert. And the rest is history. But they, they run the ball. Green Bay moved the ball up and down. So, what the do you field. think
0: the Niners defense has to do here against the Kansas City Chiefs? Obviously, you would say all eyes on Travis Kelsey?
5: Absolutely. But you're saying you it got to start with a run. You always go and say stop the run. Why is theirs not been
2: able
11: to?
0: Because they have all the dogs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Who's defense? the, the Niners, Niners
2: run D? And is it too much because you know they have the D linemen who love getting out to the quarterback? A lot of. It's a lot of 49ers I, fans coming after Chase Young a lot lately.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. Killed. He's getting, like, Big discipline. He, you, have there, to be a couple cons- you have to be consistent
5: with your technique, and you have to be consistent with your effort. You can find spots on tape where he's not. So interior guys, Hargrave and Armstead, it's like hit it and get it. They're penetrating. They're, they're getting up the field. Gus Bradley, like you think about uh, uh, Buckner and Stewart, what they do, they don't play technique they they penetrate and they try to disrupt and then let fast linebackers try to run everything down that's what happens and so when you have guys that penetrate aj played behind maybe guys that did this but if you have guys that are just penetrating and you play a good zone team like 49 they're going to they're going to and can't they're going to run zone schemes we call it getting one hold or two hold. Remember last year during Coach Piece, we talked about getting two hold. Oh, yeah. and three hold. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes mm-hmm. getting three hold. No, you okay. know some people. <laughs> some people. Probably. Christ, Josh. but on? like if I'm a, if I'm like a three technique, and I'm, the I'm a three technique. The outside shade of the guard, right? Okay. And I'm supposed to have the B gap in the run game. Okay. Well, if I just run up the field and I get cut off and I get cut out of that gap, and the linebacker's supposed to be in the in the A gap to that side. If I get cut out, there's a, there's, a, there's a vertical inside run lane that's wide open. And so if you get cut out and then the guards, you don't command double teams. You know how we uh, – AQ always talks about 22 and 23 duel, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, four hands on the down linemen. Yep. Okay, and four eyes on the linebackers. So they're doubling the shade. They're doubling the three technique, and then they're going to work up to the linebackers. Well, if you don't have to stay on those doubles cuz you got him two-hold a tackle cuts off the 3 technique and he's in Warner's face and he's in, in green at the next face. level. So you got blockers at the next level and then it's Katie bar the door and you're giving up they're giving up 159 yards <laughs> a game through the playoffs. And Pacheco,
0: and Pacheco <laughs> with the way he's been playing. <laughs> exactly. They've been feeding him 20 times a game, too. It's like Andy Reid will stay seemingly committed to the run as well when other teams maybe haven't against his and, Niners.
5: And you've seen people run crack toss right and have success on it. Most teams, those outside linebackers like Bosa and Chase Young play with their hand in the dirt. So when they get down, right, and there's a blocker right here, yeah. crack them with they're the receiver. Right here. So a 150 pound wide receiver just go, does this, and they pin them, and they're out of the play. Next thing you got, you got Trent Will, you got all these, mm-hmm. or these linemen, these offensive tackles for KC. They're running these truck plays, and they're big guys on those little corners, and you can't cut them linemen anymore. They don't ever see it. You're standing up as a three-four outside linebacker. You're filling that guy right there. You see the top. You play right into that dude. They don't see. It. They just get pinned, washed down the line of
1: scrimmage, mm. and psh, the balls down the sideline. Mm-hmm. This, exactly. is, I mean, here's the, this is the Chase Young play that 49ers fans yeah. basically want him cut because of.
0: Yeah, not only because the beginning, but right there at the end as well with the old left hand out and all that just type no of stuff. No layout?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Come I mean, on. It was more just the, the pursuit to the ball, I think people have. Yeah, on.
0: and the effort at the end. I mean, jogging, yeah. jogging, 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 and then, oh, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is the playoffs, baby. This is uh NFC Championship game. Gosh. You know, they talk about the speed of everything heightening. I think the speed gets higher because everybody's selling out on every single play, as opposed to maybe holding for the next one. So whenever you see somebody not doing it, you start to wonder what the hell's going on. We assume that'll get fixed for a Super
4: Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah, and it wasn't just him. I mean, the the Packers were running that crack toss right at uh, Bosa all night and the same deal, just taking him out of the play. But how imperative is it that the 49ers start fast? Because... I think I mean if they if they concede 17 points for the Chiefs, it doesn't seem like the Chiefs are the kind of team that are going to let that. Especially with the way Pacheco's been running, like it's you know they're not the young Packers and the young Lions. Like if the Chiefs get out to a 17
5: point lead, it seems like they'll be able to kind of
4: weather. No, it and it how come on. teams
0: don't start fast?
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean especially they're, the they're scratching their heads, especially them. These yeah. last two playoff games, they certainly know how to finish. They certainly know how to play in the fourth quarter, but digging themselves a hole. To your point, if they dig themselves a hole against Kansas City. They're not going to – they're going to just chew the clock up. Yum, 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 yum. Hand it to Pichetto. They Chico, don't give up points little, in a second. little throw to Kelsey here, Rasheed Rice. And they're, they're not going to give the ball up. And before you know it, you've got no possessions left to catch up. And you've got Pat Mahomes, the greatest quarterback of, of this era right now.
0: He's on Mount Rushmore, yeah, of your Mount Rushmore quarterbacks. Has to be. <laughs> yeah. Some of you olds, though, don't put them on there. Yeah, you I know, think Some of the olds. Tarkenton. Old
5: yeah. AFC Championship, every game he's been start. Right, yeah, six straight, for, six straight. for Andy Reid. Yeah, six okay.
0: straight. Four Chiefs. out of the last five Super Bowls.
2: Chiefs are giving up
5: uh, seven points in the second half this year, averaging.
0: Averaging, Ooh. giving up seven points in the second half. they yeah, He's only, only
5: given up three yep. three points in the fourth quarter in three playoff games. Spags.
0: So this is a completely team, different like, Chiefs yeah. team. This is yeah. not the Chiefs team that is normally chatted about, though. I think that's why people maybe underestimate the Chiefs because, like, they have a dominant defense right now, and they're playing like it on the offensive side. Of yeah, the ball. You're, you're not
5: going to gash. I mean. They'll have some plays Chuck, against them,
3: Chuck. What do you think? Uh, I hear a lot of pundits saying that the Niners going to line up in big people and try to pound the ball on the uh, Chiefs. You think that's going to be the case? Well, I think what what that'll do if you get
5: in, you know, two tight ends and three tight tight ends, twelve and thirteen personnel, you can keep them in base defense and keep them out of those other fronts and pressures that they like to do in, in third and long situations. So if you want to just see base defense and you want to go against that look. And you feel like you're gonna have more success than stay in twenty one, stay in twelve, stay in thirteen personnel and and pound the rock like that. Well they
0: will the Niners do that. I mean yeah, Uschek yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. they got big Christian McCaffrey will run in between the tackles. They'll move Trent Williams no, they, they, they all can, over. They yeah.
5: can definitely do that. And then you can do some tempo. Like guys get tired, like Chris Jones goes and then when he gets tired, like right but you it. go tempo, you can keep people from subbing. You get right back on the ball. You can't
3: get guys in and out And of take game. your that, shots, that, too, that, whether D-line and D-ends are tired. That's when you take shots downfield. Was
0: it earlier in the year whenever we saw the team actually plan – for when was it bosa or was it miles garrett i forget who it was they're gonna take shots we saw uh inside yeah. inside the nfl mic'd up where quarterback offense coordinator and head coach were literally just running an offense to get the defensive end off the field and then okay now hey off the field here off the field let's take some shots and then also they ran hurry up to keep mm-hmm. off the field it's like you're actually playing against some players bosa's obviously one of them with the way he's played over the last couple of weeks absolutely what a dog dude uh- him talking to Purdy, we have the video. Nick Bosa and Brock Purdy chit-chatting after the game, after winning the NFC Championship, is a hilarious thing for some people to see, probably for the first time.
1: So the fact that you just are doing this, it my mind, all of us, bro. All of us. It's crazy. Did you think you'd be this good? I think I've asked these like- I know, but did you like, how much confidence did you have?
10: So that was the second pick of the draft, and I
0: lacked confidence. Just part of the game, but ah, oh, <laughs> brother six uh Brock looks like he's 12. He does. <laughs> yeah. Brock looks like he's a 10 year old out there, and he's like.
3: It's kind of uncomfortable for him, too, it feels like.
0: Yeah, like easy, Bosa, please. Because I assume we got he, it. he holds Nick Bosa in high – like I assume the way he views all his teammates is like, hey, these are like heroes almost, like superstars because of who he is. And they're all looking at him like, what is wrong with you? There, there is something different about this particular character right here in Brock Purdy. Yeah,
1: and it's most, it has to give them just so much confidence when they have won these games. Like the fact that they shouldn't be in the Super Bowl. Obviously, they have the skill for it. No, like, remember they got the, the most loaded roster. Of course. It's of like, course. no shit.
0: That's, yeah. that's yeah. a, that's a profession by people.
1: Every right. roster for the last 50 years yep. in the Super Bowl has been loaded. <laughs> but it's like the fact that they are still winning these games <laughs> when they're down 24 7 and whatever they were down to the Packers 21 3 or whatever it was, like that just has to give them even another level into what you said. Like, yeah, they have Defensive Player of the Year. They have the best left tackle in the game. They have the best running back in the game. They have the all pro tight end. Like all those things. And then you add on the fact that they're winning games from these ab- like absurd deficits in the biggest moments like they they must just be flying as high as possible
0: have you made a lean yet do you have a lean on where you're headed for the game will you waver will you waffle no you know what's gonna happen already well it's not wasted
5: i mean i don't i you know who I mean, you are wh- who i like and what i'm gonna go
0: with and why and we're gonna see you in vegas next week right oh yeah
5: <laughs>
11: Jesus.
0: chuck ain't
3: missing a chance to go to vegas hey, what's the casino
0: code Bellagio, baby. No, no, you're talking about uh, Uncle Pete. There's Uncle Pete. The
3: Q Zip, yeah. The Q Zip Casino.
0: The Q Zip. They reach out to you after last. Oh, Was it Cactus Pete? Sorry, Cactus yeah, there Pete. it is. <laughs> That's Cactus is. the name. Cactus
3: of it. Pete's The old. Did
0: they send you a, a they've message? Re-
5: they've they've renamed. Chuck's One beats? of the rooms. Uh, yeah. The Pagano's. No, Pagano Pagano <laughs> 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 you can definitely you smoke guys, in that room.
11: Yeah.
1: If we know they anything are about Cactus Extremely appreciative. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> First piece of marketing in the history of that casino. Hey,
0: can't wait to see Cactus Pete someday. But Chuck's plugged in Vegas, too. It's Oh, yeah. Okay. Chuck is. Big time. Oh, Chuck and Miss Tina. Uh, know some people in Las Vegas. I've reaped the benefit from that in the past, and I believe the boys and I will be reaping the benefit of again next week. We can't wait to see you out there. But don't give your pick now. I guess if you already got to figure it figured out, what's going to happen?
1: See, and locked. See. he's
3: locked and loaded. Though he's not going to change. That's what he just said. Yeah, not even a year. You want, well buddy. I'd like to hear what.
5: You have to say, I'd love to hear what AJ and the boys, what everybody else yeah, thinks. Yeah, we got a long time. time. So what about the Pro Bowl?
0: Have you have you checked yeah. the Pro Bowl? Have you do you have a lean on the Pro Bowl and what you're thinking? Think? <laughs> a what are you liking there. the games tonight? Yeah. Yeah, what about the Pro Bowl? Games, Tug no. of War? No. no. Who's winning dodgeball? What you mean? I'm glad, no. I'm
5: glad that guys still get to get recognized, but we were talking about it earlier. How did we get to this? <laughs> <laughs> that was just QB Skills Challenge. Tug of War. It's
2: like we blinked and got here. Right, Chuck. It was like one day it was fine and then one day it was the worst.
3: Like well, uh, the really worst, we can't wait. You know, the oh, it's, it's not, not the, the word. I mean, oh.
2: I mean the actual game before it switched to flag. You okay, can't yeah. play
3: football fifty. You can't well, you can't half ass football games. No. like full contact. It's not like the NBA. It's not like baseball. You football is either football or it's not.
0: Agree. You let it happen though. But yeah, no, no, because no, the
5: year that I went, okay, Rivera was the coach of the NFC team Uh-oh. at the AFC. Okay, and we pl- our our boys played. Really, that was a draft. It was um, Jerry Rice. I think Dion. Prime. I had Prime. Prime was our head coach. Smart. And I think Jerry was on the other side. And We drafted players, right? Uh-huh. And you remember the uh, the killer safety from the
1: Browns, um, TJ Ward. TJ Ward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he killed Gronk. He no, not Gronk. He 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 did have a Gronk play, yeah. leg where he broke his leg, but yes, but the I remember wide, him. the
5: wide receiver, um, the travel talented, talented guy that uh, traveled around a bunch of different teams, had problems with a bunch of different teams, was a brand. He was Josh, Gordon. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. So Josh was on the other team. So it was NFC coach, AFC coach, but they were drafts. We had a combination of all, all players. And they threw a ball over the middle, and we're like, we're going to play this game like on the outside. <laughs> we're not meeting. Like You guys can go have your fun. We're going to do an hour walkthrough every single day. We're not going to have meetings just as long as you guys show up to the bus, you're on the bus, you go to the practice, we have a nice walkthrough, we come back. I don't want nobody missing nothing. Everybody could with that. No, yes, that's perfect. That works fine. Deal, deal, and, deal. and we're going to play. We're going to compete and we're going to play. Otherwise, this thing's going to go away. This they had us awesome. talking about it back then, that it was on the verge. What year was this? Uh, f- uh, 13. I think it was 2013. Watch. <laughs> 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 that's his say. That's his teammate, <laughs> and so we're looking Jeez. at each other. Okay, we're playing. That's who we're talking
0: about. Yeah, and there was obviously some guys there that weren't trying to mix it up. Yeah. And I assume you talked to them as I well. A lot of white jerseys. Hey boys, understand that there's probably not everybody wants to play, but we're going to try to win this thing. And it just has one year after the next. It just kind of become like understood, expected, and the standard is like. We're not wasting any energy on this, right? Mm-hmm. We're not rolling the dice on any of this. And now they're trying to bring it back. Mm-hmm.
3: So, so what's tonight?
0: This is a skill uh, Skills. Skills.
3: challenge. Is it just tug of war? Or is no, there other tug war oh, no, tug of war brother. Sunday, actually.
0: Dodgeball is tomorrow. Tonight. 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 Okay.
4: QB, QB challenge QB tonight. tonight. Kick-tack Kick-tack-toe. Oh, right. will, they throw at the,
3: will they throw at the golf carts driving with the yeah. targets? Because that's one of my favorite. The punt right? catches tonight. How about that video of Dan Marino? We're
0: talking about oh, social goodness. ESPN Socials doing their thing. God. Dan Marino delivers a 45-yard strike to a golf cart, and it's still going through yeah. the golf cart <laughs> in the middle of it with paint on the end of the ball. I couldn't even imagine... How many guys threw balls and got fucked because the paint didn't work? with Whatever (laughs) back in the day, but the quarterback carnival thing has been entertaining. That's awesome. That has been an entertaining. And they
1: have like other players throwing, not just quarterbacks. Watch this fucking
0: hawk! What a ball!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Had to hit a bullseye to win, right? Yeah, and
0: it's not. It wasn't like dying at the thing. Look at those still going. By the way, Zubaz. By the way, that thing is on a rope.
3: I heard Gump say earlier that was from like ten years ago. I think that's thirty years ago. Uh Dan looked tanned.
2: Twenty. Yep. I mean, he just threw an eighty-yard bomb off a boat to Messi soccer ball. I mean, true. Guys still doing that. it. What are you
0: talking about? I didn't Dan say that. Dan the
2: man, new uh, McLoeb Ultra commercial.
0: Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Is it hey, real? Dan Marino he with Messi. He fired
3: that thing. Yeah, it was yeah definitely it's definitely real. He fired Messi that thing hits for Messi. it
2: to him on his yacht. Dan catches it. Goes. Dan the man throws a <laughs> ninety-yard soccer ball back to the beach.
0: And it's not edited? No. No, no it's By real. Way. Legit. No it's way. legit. Not a flub.
3: No, no. fucking it not. Exactly. We
0: have that clip. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen should,
5: that. I have, have not
0: seen
4: this that? clip no. either. Copyright yeah. music, probably. I don't know if we can. It's pretty similar like, to Tom can.
3: Brady when he got a hole-in-one. It's very, like, you know, that was oh, okay. definitely Thank legit. You, yeah. What's your guys' deal? So it's not. Why does
0: everybody leave me astray? Dan Marino, Pittsburgh legend, hero. I thought for sure he still had it, still thrown Now He does still have
3: it.
0: You remember that Steph Curry Sports Illustrated Huck thing? My God. That's what you just said.
3: Is that, yeah, one we thought that
0: thing fake? I'm not saying it to you, Chuck, but...
3: Steph uh, could do it, though. Dan, we know, could do it.
1: Dan the man. Oh. Oh, Jesus, oh, Come on. Oh, it's it was real. It was a duck coming God. out. Fucking rope. No, it's, a, it's a soccer ball.
0: What do we... I don't like that Dan watch. agreed to do
1: this. Dan Marina. Dan
3: Marina. Did, Dan Marina? Yeah, it was down name.
1: to the left. What do Look we at do? that. He I, threw a draw. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he threw a slider.
0: <laughs>
2: what a dart.
3: Just let actually throw it.
1: What's that boat name? and Messi hits it back. What a kick by Messi.
0: Oh, he starts by this. kicking yeah. it back. Nice. Messi controls it the oh. and then
2: takes on the rest of the beach. I,
1: I do like how he says the, Dan um, the man. <laughs> the
4: keg of Michelob actually gets there at that time, so he he kind of sets up one of his buddies for a sick goal into a hammock and goes back and enjoys a, a pint with his boys.
1: <laughs> that's cool. I can't believe. That was a bummer. From what it was sold. You're I saying like that's I not real?
0: False I, I thought Dan Marino was taking that. Soccer ball goalie style. Oh, Tim Howard, Howard awesome. I thought he was doing. That's what from the way you guys were describing
7: it. Yeah.
0: Uncle Dan just. He didn't, I don't even think he was ever holding a ball. Oh, how about that? that was on that boat? Was he on the boat? Honest. You I, think? I doubt it. Dan definitely. He was. On he was on a He's been this on with a Dan boat, Marina. But he was on the Dan Marina. Yeah, Dan said, "You pay me with a boat." And some other stuff, potentially. You know, they're like, well, we're actually thinking about giving you a percentage of Michelob sales. Earnings. Nope. Nope. no, Nope. nope. That's dumb. <laughs> Which is allegedly the story of Ace Ventura Pet Detective, where he was offered a percentage of the movie yeah. profit. Correct. Instead took a outright like $30,000. That movie's going to
4: fucking suck. Give me 30K. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> by the way. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Let's talk about some things that aren't football. Caitlin Clark. Best show in town every town she's in.
4: Yeah. Close. Mm-hmm. There's
0: people lined up for blocks to get in to watch her play basketball. Good for women's college basketball. Good for Iowa. And good for, uh, Caitlin Clark being a needle mover. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of these humans that exist in our world. Caitlin Clark has become one. She's still in college and what she's doing is wonderful. They're paying a lot of money mm-hmm. and waiting a long time to watch her play basketball. I can't even fathom this being a pipe dream for college basketball, women's college basketball people in charge and everything. Good for them. I can't wait for her to be a member of the Indiana Fever next yeah! year. Maybe, maybe Woo! we'll see. This is phenomenal. Though. Oh yeah, absolutely phenomenal. She's a game changer. Actual.
4: Yeah. I mean, Northwestern women's, but like, there there hasn't been a Northwestern men's ticket that's went for three hundred dollars. I don't think ever, probably, and people paying at least three hundred dollars to get in last night. You haven't been able to get a ticket to Carver for like any of Iowa's home games all year. It's impossible. I think she's gonna break the. She's hundred something. Yeah. She should break the record uh, February fifteenth at home against Michigan. So like. And it's yeah the all-time points record yeah um, Kelsey Plum holds it right now so it's just i don't know it's crazy and it's it's awesome that uh like what it's done for the school and everything cuz she she yeah. is i mean the with men's college basketball right now it seems like there really isn't like a definitive i mean i guess you could argue like Purdue or whatever but there's really no definitive one team and teams are getting beat all the time. So, like, she is kind of like the – she not just women's. Like, she is the biggest story in mm-hmm. college basketball, bar none.
0: And LSU South Carolina played mm-hmm. the other – I think last week. Mm-hmm. Sold out barn. Place was insane. Dawn Staley had a, a tremendous quote afterwards. Like, women's college basketball, we watched during the tournament because of LSU mm-hmm. and because of Iowa. They're riding that momentum from last March Madness into a full season, seemingly, AJ.
3: Yeah, I think – They're going to hopefully find a way to give all these girls some COVID years so they continue to stay in college and we continue to have this momentum. (laughs) No. Caitlin Clark deserves
0: to be in the best basketball, women's basketball league in the United States of America. Amen. And that's WNBA. With the
1: best franchise in the
4: WNBA. The Indiana Fever. No, Vegas needs to figure out a way to trade up and get her and Kelsey Plum. No, No, we have the number
0: one overall pick, Indiana Fever.
4: That's fine. They need to rig it. I don't know who the commissioner of the WNBA is, but do not let her. We have the
0: number one overall pick. It is Indiana Fever. I I, I understand
4: that. I don't know who the commissioner is. We need to maybe mix up the ping pong balls, make sure Indiana does not have – the Fever have the number one pick every fucking year, and they whoa, somehow whoa, 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 continue whoa, whoa. to have the number <laughs> one pick true. So something's not working. That's not true. Something's not working. I don't I, I don't want to call for the head coach's job. I don't know who the head coach is. I think it's a brand new head coach. There's a problem, too. It's Larry okay? Bird. If you want to bring in Larry Bird, then what? yeah.
0: I don't know if Larry Bird's associated with the Indiana Fever, although I'm sure he's a big fan. I'm sure he's a big He might be. Probably a big fan. Don't you know the entire Indiana Fever setup? Remember, you came on here one week and were like, Oh, a producer at a local news station <laughs> has an impersonation of the third no, person in command Ross, at the Ross Indiana... Ross
1: Bolin works for... What? That's what he said. That's what he said. For, for, H- H- you H- guys C? should hear this fucking impression, my <laughs> God, brother. I, I mean, I don't know what her name is, but it, it's spot on. It was phenomenal. Indiana
0: Fever, number one <laughs> overall pick. Thank you. Welcome to town, Caitlin oh, Clark. Oh,
3: Sparks are going to take that number
1: no, one pick No, it has no. The Sparks are thinking about trading up. Yeah. But they don't have yeah. what it takes.
0: Well, they do have two of the top they four picks. three of the top eight.
1: Oh jeez! They can trade it, all three of those no, picks and go up to one. Yeah, but why no with the way? fever? Not for Caitlin Clark. Yeah. You don't. This is like how, how do you have three one. of the top eight? They do this. Don't question the fever. That had that last year. The fever had year. fucking twenty-eight
0: of the thirty picks in the draft last year, and they this still is like, this out. Is like too, many. too many <laughs> Too many.
5: One. You just do not even answer any calls. Bingo.
0: How about Andrew? Having yeah. to Go take trips to other other teams. Yeah, I I I think he was visiting the Colts one day when I was in there. And I think they said, or he said, or somebody said, he had to go visit the Washington football team. And uh, it didn't seem like anybody was pumped up about it. Like, what are we even doing here? We're going to draft Andrew. Look, Caitlin Clark needs to know that when you decide to come to the WNBA next year, mm-hmm. the entire city is excited for you to come. Well, I actually don't know
4: why I'm saying this, because I do want to watch her here, so I kind yes. of do want but Yeah, you've
0: certainly been I to, swinging a heavy bat against it. I
4: want her to win. She's a superstar. She should also be in L.A. She's or win. Vegas. Or well,
0: Sabrina Inetgu uh, is uh, taking on Steph Curry in a three-point shooting challenge. And where does she play? New York, Exactly.
2: Well, this is the well, L.A. or New York of the Midwest.
0: And New York oh, Liberty,
1: Chicago. New York, York <laughs> the Liberty had like three straight years in the number one pick as well, and that's why they're good now. So this is this is our second and one because they fucking traded for Stu. Absolutely, but we got to Leah Boston in the future and Caitlin Clark. Look, she's already in the jersey. That's, per- that's sick. Whoever
0: did that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm all the way back in. Boom. That's Awesome. How now, good is now those seats there in the back, you see, that those won't be empty anymore. No, we're no. gonna fix that. <laughs> Caitlin Clark. Connor, mm-hmm. espresso martini boys. Amen. Going to fill that place up every time she
1: comes to I'll town. get season tickets if she uh, is a... Better it. get them now. How about right. we will as well? Okay. I will too. Boom. Me too. It's in the summer too. I go to a right. fever game all the time in the summer. Right. Oh, How many? How many? I will go to a fever game all the time.
0: I've summer. been to numerous fever games. Love the atmosphere. Love the vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Team's yeah. waiting on a winner, and they got one cooking right now, especially with Clark coming to town. Uh massive Fever. S- That's not
1: the name. Who? What is it? It's not the name. Felipe Fever? No, it's Fever Pitch. Oh, that's cool.
0: AJ, stop making a mockery out of the Indiana Fever.
3: I'm not. I can't Honestly, I want her to go there because that's close enough for me to drive and watch.
0: Which, Boom. another reason why Indiana would should never think about trading away their opportunity. When you see these lines out the building in yeah, places, yeah. it's like... Don't do it.
3: They wouldn't dare. She, they wouldn't even think about it. Uh,
0: golf has a lot of things going on right now. Yeah. Golf has a lot of stuff happening. Obviously, Liv signs John Rahm. John Rahm preparing for his first season with Liv. They got a new team name, this, that, and the other thing. PGA now has a collection of investors Mm -hmm. from the United States of America where they've been able to wrangle up billions of dollars in an attempt, I guess, to compete with the Saudi Arabia Fund, the PIF, even though we had heard that the PIF was going to be buying or merging with the PGA. Feels like a lot of clusterfuck probably happening behind the scenes, but more money's being dumped into golf and seemingly more promises are being made to top golfers. And I think in the end, it's going to be good for us as golf fans and for golf as a whole. Although I don't fully comprehend how we've gotten to this point at any part of the league. Bingo.
2: Hopefully, I, I think everyone just wants everyone playing together at some point. And I don't know if this hurts or helps it or not, but I know 900 million is going to hurt. 180 golfers or something like that, and 700 million of it is going to the top 36 or something like
3: that. PGA golfers. So bigger purses, tone or what? No
2: Yeah, they're getting either percentage equity. Or, or equity. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're gonna they're taking care of their players obviously because they have to because everyone else would live would go to live if they weren't. Um, the bottom one of the tweets said that said this doesn't rule out the live and the PGA coming to an agreement. But, that you know, makes sense. It, but I, it does. Yeah, Joe
0: that. Pompliano says, importantly, this deal does not include Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, although the PGA Tour is still negotiating with them on a potential partnership. I thought potential partnership, and then they had a partnership, and then – And then the backlash caused it not to be. Chuck, I think what we all realize right, is that there's people making decisions in places that maybe aren't supposed to be doing it. And that's happening at very successful places that we would assume smart people would be in positions making good decisions. And I think golf was one of them. Yeah. Whenever we saw it, Monahan, is that his name? Yeah, Jay. Monahan coming out, swinging the biggest grandstand axe, just full on burying the players that took life changing, generational wealth mm-hmm. changing money to golf less and did that. And then rallying the pga and this is us first them for the good of the world and yeah. then behind the scenes being like how much for that money do you have and then doing that whole thing made us lose hope in a lot i mm-hmm. think i think a lot of people lost up now some of us that were saying like if you get the opportunity to get 500 million dollars and you don't come from a lot of money like you should certainly think about it well that's bad money bad money's everywhere and i don't like it Listen, I'm not a fan of that. Bummer. That's just reality of the situation and the history of money and who has it and who had not had it. But if we can get that to other places, is that not what we are potentially trying to do in the end? Whatever. I'm going to get attacked. I did get attacked for that. But then when Monaghan just does that behind closed doors, and then now it seems to fumble the bag. He got all the negative PR of seemingly fucking over his entire tour. Mm Mm-hmm. And then now not following through with it, so you don't get the benefit of what you potentially did that for. I, none of it makes sense to me. He's not going to last much longer, right? He took that leave of absence for three yeah, weeks or yeah. whatever, right
1: after the announcement. Immediately afterwards,
0: because of a health decision. It's like I don't think any of us know what the hell's going on at golf. I, I, I don't like it, but
3: they don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, and Rory's saying, like, yeah, it's gone too far now. Like,
0: Uh,
3: I I
1: had to change my stance. That's not how I feel anymore. We need to live, guys, to play in the PGA Tour. Like what Rory's doing. Because he wasn't forthright and just honest with the guys up front, too, then you have
4: guys like Rom leaving and some of these guys who maybe wouldn't have went to live if he would have just said from the get-go, like, Hey Arthur Blank and a bunch of these baseball owners are gonna inject twelve billion dollars into it so that you guys are getting equity. Like it just—it's almost like they—they they didn't know what they were doing and then, realized that they were fucked, and now they're just scrambling to kind of do whatever they can to to have the the last grasp on the situation. Foxy has the Rory video here.
12: I said to him, just like I said to John, like I'm totally supportive of your decision if that's what you feel is the right thing for you, and um, look, these are guys that I've. You know, spent a lot of time with, and I guess I've, you know, I've said this before, but I've come to the realization: is I, I'm not here to change people's minds. I'm here to just try to, especially when I was at the board level, trying to give them the full picture of where things are at, and and hopefully where things are going to go. Um, they can do with that information what they want, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think I'm done with trying Great, to Great. change people's minds and change. trying to get them to see things a certain way or try to see things through my lens Smart. because. That's ultimately not the way the world works. If people still have eligibility on this tour and they want to come back and play, or you want to try to do something, let them come back. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I think it's hard to punish people. Um, I don't think there should be a punishment for. I, I'm obviously I've changed my tune on that because I see where golf is, and I see that having a diminished PGA tour and having a diminished LIV tour or anything else is is bad for both parties, the faster that we can all get back together and start to play and, you know, start to have, you know, the strongest feels possible, I think is great for golf. Hell yeah,
0: Rory. Yeah. Yeah. You got Rory. Rory. Yeah. God. Now they okay. should, they should just, because Rory just said that, you're not know, like the tooth fairy shows up. Mm-hmm.
8: Where mm-hmm. You put your
0: tooth under mm-hmm. your pillow and then you wake up in the morning and whatever's under there instead, whether it's a dollar, $5, $10, $20, depending mm-hmm. upon where you grew up it and all that stuff. They should just drop a hundred million in his bank account from yeah. Liv and yeah. just say thank you, Roar. Thank you, You're welcome. Thank, Appreciate it, Roar. Thank you, thank yeah. you for doing that, yeah. Roar. You know, and then John Rom seemingly being the one that like, mm-hmm. yep. Hey, this guy draws eyes. A lot of people like watching him play and going to be in every single tournament. <laughs> without him being there, every single sucks. Not mm-hmm. good. So maybe we are seeing what we thought, and I think what Phil Mickelson hoped for bingo Bingo. at one point i think we're kind of getting there i think we're close to getting there even though it took a couple years to get to this final point golf is going to end up in a better spot the golfers are going to end up with more money they're going to end up with more guaranteed money and us as fans we're going to see more it's i think it's going to end up being great Yeah, that's glass half full poured into a smaller glass all of a sudden glass is entirely full life is good
2: bruce said this to me recently and it scared the shit out of me um he said that golf is going to turn into horse racing where only three tournaments a year, three races a year matter, and that would be the worst thing that ever happened.
0: Well, so that's the majors, yeah, what everybody's happened. expecting, but, and uh, that is kind of where all the eyes are. Yeah. But, boy, they're going to need some big names on those random John Deere classic Bingo. weekends. Yes. You know, Their
3: sponsors need guarantees that Memorial. those big players are going to be in the field.
0: And I think it's going to happen, allegedly, with the money that's going to potentially be he equitized into the players' park, uh, uh, pockets. Let's go to the humanoids. There yeah. we go. Okay. What happened? Elon Musk yep, there it is. has oh successfully brutal. put a Neuralink into a human's head yep. and uh, is now testing it. The Neuralink, from my understanding, is everything you just expect it to be. It uh, enables control of your phone or computer and through almost any device just by thinking. Initial users will be those who have lost the use of their limbs. Imagine if Stephen Hawking, which we learned a lot about obviously over the last few weeks, Mm -hmm. could communicate faster than a speed typist or auctioneer. That is the goal, okay? So just being able to control things with your mind is now the thought of what Neuralink Mm -hmm. is, which will then change into... Neuralink being able to dissect things that you're seeing in real time and give you answers make you sp-
3: make you the smartest person alive.
0: So what I'm saying is we need to keep these things out of sports. Have to. Yeah, yeah.
3: These. Yeah, I would believe. Yeah, we probably we need some guardrails in place.
0: Yeah, we need to keep the Neuralink humans out of sports mm-hmm. because if all of a sudden Mac Jones is able to process a defense like Brock Purdy is able to do it, then what's the separator between Brock Purdy and Mac Jones? You know, if this Neuralink, as the ball is being snapped, is able to do the Amazon analytics, these two guys probably come and circle them with red, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're seeing that. And then all of a sudden, hey, this is covered too. Here's highlighting the person you should play the ball to. Then are we even thinking anymore? No. The in-between years is the biggest part of becoming great at a sport, and it's what the separator is. So we need to make sure when we're having these conversations, you're you're like, I assume Elon thinks it's going to do something positive for something. And I assume there is some aspect of society that is thinking to themselves, this is the worst decision of all time. Why are we doing this? I would just like to be the portion of society that says, got to keep these out of the fucking game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how that's going to work out. I assume we're going to see Neuralink athletes all over the place. I assume there's going to be weird parents who put Neuralinks in their kids mm-hmm. so they can win youth football games better mm-hmm. than everybody else. Sure, and yep. I, we don't need that.
3: They're going to get a scanner. They're going to have to like scan people's head because if you're coming into the league, it's gonna, at the combine. They're going to say, "Hey, we need to see if you got Neuralink mm-hmm. in your head because." Obviously, you're going to hide it because you want to, you're going to have a huge advantage over the rest of the players.
0: Youth football, you got to step on a scale, right, to make sure you make weight. Mm-hmm. They need to also, are going to have to create a put, hey, put your kid's head yep. in here. Scan you know, it. T- yep. Tell me if there's a computer in there or a brain in there. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to know. Uh, Nick, what's the big fear here? Obviously, that they start thinking for themselves and turn the humans into zombies where the Neuralink controls everything they do?
2: Absolutely. Flip of a switch, whoever controls the uh, main system of Neuralink could control all bodily motion and function of the, Implants oh, no, that on. is a worry, yeah, but uh, also, it's going to do some good. Allegedly, it's going to help paralyze people walk and things, so yeah, that's you know, the it's kind main, of the, that's the, first yeah. that's that's the first thing, yeah. So, Elon's people come down from wherever planet he's from, and then he turns everyone with a Neuralink into a fighting flesh bot.
0: Well, that's a negative way. Let's go back to the positive way here. If they do come down and want to brawl, apparently what I'm hearing is our paralyzed portion of society is going to be able to potentially not be paralyzed.
1: Anymore. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, uh, there's a, and that's just like the beginning as far as problems and diseases go. Like they're talking about if you have really bad eyesight, like glaucoma, things of, things of that nature, fixes that. If you have really bad hearing, like it, it is very – the potential of it is huge. Yeah, like Chuck – Might live forever. Might be, all in. Yeah.
0: Might be able right. to hear it. You'd, you'd put that thing in your dumb? No. It's gonna be I was tough. paralyzed. I would, i would. be,
3: I'll sign up for the trial if I'm paralyzed. No,
1: that, that not just for my hearing, but if That's it was different. something like that, yeah, like people who like go who become blind throughout their life that aren't blind from their for their entire life like helps them a lot. Like, people who have obviously, he mentioned Stephen Hawking, like, a lot of people have cerebral palsy in one side of their body, whether it's like their right arm or their right leg or whatever. Fixing that. How about like people who have strokes and stuff, Parkinson's, like that, ALS, yeah, like sure. a- anything like with the body where it's like see that I'm hearing a lot of good. There's a ton of good. It's just the mm-hmm. Elon Army crowd and uh, okay, uh, the humanoids. Yeah, I mean, I'm a birds conspiracy guy. Birds aren't real yeah, guys. Good fight look, for this. I know I'm a conspiracy guy, and I, I, I I'm aware <laughs> that so I am the one that should be at the front lines of Elon's army. That it shouldn't be happening, but like the possibilities of it. We can't get a Tesla to stop at a red light. We're going to put it in our brain and be like, oh, now we're fixed. Did you watch that? Um,
0: what was that movie that uh, on Netflix? Uh, dirty Money. At the end of the world? Yeah, the. the Not Dirty Money, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't don't think so. Yeah. Uh, the one that Obama's
1: created. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, at, at the end of you the world? I think? No. So why would no. I watch it? Leave yeah. the world behind. Leave the world behind. behind. Leave
0: the world behind. Did you see the Tesla part oh, yeah. of that? Oh, yeah. As I was watching,
3: I'm like. What they do? Yeah, that's you. Wait a minute. Yeah, you got. One they of took those. over the. They took over your car. They, there's there's reports of, yeah, they've taken over cars and driven them off cliffs and stuff for people. Allegedly, of course, obviously, <laughs> we have no idea. I mean, of course, that. I didn't name names or say who did it or what, but I'm saying there's definitely reports of that. No, there's there's
0: been big conversation by people who are pretty open minded to things that could potentially take place about how. Yeah, you can just take over the car. Seemingly, somebody mm-hmm. can just take over what you're doing. And yeah, I I drive an electric vehicle because I thought I was saving the world when I bought it. Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah, you are. Well, you are. we've talked about this numerous times. In a way, I did it so I could grandstand about being a hero. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look at me. Mm-hmm. Look, Look at, at me. me.
6: Look at me.
0: And also, nice cars. Great cars. Like they're very, very nice. And then as the world turns, you learn more and more and more. And am I saving the world? Yep. Am I actually, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. But the fear, though, while you're driving it, that like, yeah, everything here is a computer. So we've seen computers like short circuit before. My thought is like, what if it just and and then uh, let alone like the conspiracy theory of somebody taking over the car which is certainly something I've heard and I've been like don't want to hear that don't want to hear that but just like it's short circuiting somehow and then just not being able to do something but Every car I've had that has been an electric vehicle has operated perfectly. Windshield wipers will freeze right here sometimes in nice. over a rainstorm. Not good. And then they go again and I'm like, okay. well I guess I got to yeah. take the game out, blow on it, yeah, put it sure. back in. And every once in a while, you know, the AC will go and then down to nothing and it's like well, who decided it's doing that? Yeah. And you think, like, if it's able to do that, is it able to do something else? You don't know. You just keep those thoughts in your mind. But I've certainly had those fears in the past. And then when you watch that movie, mm-hmm. they just got these Teslas smashing into each other, blocking all the roads and all yep. the exits and everything. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's my biggest fear right there. I've yeah. actually thought about that numerous times. Let's hope that doesn't happen with the New York. Sure. Like, well, yeah. they
5: break themselves. The Teslas, right? You don't even hit the brake. It just kind of it doesn't eases, do anything. Its, eases itself. Well, So the issue, if it just decides, hey, I'm not braking here.
0: The issue with it all is uh, that every once in a while, the car will just slam on the brakes because it thinks there's something. Yeah, beep, beep, beep. And that's certainly something, too. Yeah. I was backing into my garage. Oh, I couldn't imagine. And I'm just like, move backwards, not flying, okay? But moving at a pretty good rate. Pretty good backup driver, you know, I've been floating gears since I'm a kid. So like, you know, I I have a pretty good handle on it. And then all of a sudden it just slams on the brakes. Mm -hmm. It's like almost a whiplash. It's like a pretty, oh, did I just kill something? Like, was there a dog back there that I didn't see? Nothing. It just sensed something was there. But that's not just electric vehicles. That's all cars that have the sensors on them
3: now. They're all chips now. They're all microchips. You're like, yeah, you can't like just Pop the hood and fix cars like you used to. How about the ones that keep you in a lane? Mm-hmm. The worst. Yeah. That's annoying. It's the whole beeping. Everything is super annoying. How
0: do we let a commercial?
5: The guy's in the truck and he's with his family. He's got kids in the back. Here he's, yeah. he's, he's having a he's playing a clap game and, and doing eighty five miles an hour. And not a hands on the wheel.
2: Oh,
0: you're saying the car's driving well, itself? Yeah, the lane. Got to be a Point. Autopilot. It's a uh, 2024 Silverado. There's people getting in. it sounds like a beautiful truck. Uh, There's people getting into driverless, like, Ubers and stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no thanks. People are terrible
3: drivers. Still, humans operating vehicles are much more dangerous than autopilots.
0: Indiana's got some bad drivers. Ohio's got got some bad drivers. But what I'm saying, like, there's a dude – You're what? My Uber
5: driver this morning – Don't even.
0: Ass hat. I had a 78-year-old with Parkinson's driving me this weekend in Tampa. Guy didn't turn on the windshield wipers. I couldn't see anything. He had two pairs of glasses on. I thought I was a dead man. I got out of the car. I said, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. I had to.
5: I'm in the car 20 minutes, and we've done like four – and I still can see the JW Marriott. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, we good? And he's pointing at his deal. GPS. I said, well, <laughs> that thing's fucked up. Well, because I can still see the JW and we've been out on the road for
3: 20 minutes.
0: The driverless ones, I don't know how that, I don't know how I would react to that whole thing. Never do. You got to be aware,
3: though. You can't just fall asleep. I know that, like, whenever one of those things does hit somebody or get in a wreck, people freak out. I'm like, compared to the amount of wrecks that people themselves do, like, cause, like, it's, it's nothing. I know the one dude I think was watching porn. Pulling on his meat and got in a wreck, and he blamed Tesla. Of course. That's
2: Bobby, not all they're doing
3: in this. Bobby those. did that? No, it's a real thing. I mean, Bobby, I don't know if he did or not. Bobby doesn't have a Tesla, but. So somebody that's the said, thing.
0: I, I want the driverless one so nobody could see me. I, I got a little stressed to uh, relief. Really- yeah, and he goes through go. an
3: intersection and blames the Tesla, not himself.
0: Yeah. The. Yeah, it's crazy. The future's bananas. The Neuralink is the most recent one. and probably 30, 40 years, people might pull this yeah. and say, listen to these idiots talk about driverless drivers. What is the internet?
3: It's like when you say, what is yeah, the internet? That-
0: yeah, that guy that said that, certainly something. The Gumball. Uh, Gumball. Yeah. No, and with, who is he sitting next to?
3: Epstein, um, no Ma-
0: Matthew Lauer, Matt
3: liar. Yeah. yeah,
0: so every oh. time, yeah, every time that video comes up, I'm like, oh, there's the morning show, right? Yes. <laughs> there it the, is. There's a <laughs> there's the morning show right there. But I hope we are and survive long enough to see it all. But some it does freak me out. Oh yeah, yeah. And every time I get in a rental car and they have that lane assist thing on, I get so fucking pissed. I'm like, hey, listen, you're putting me in more danger. If oh say. yeah. You know?
3: Yeah, just like let the me drop beeps. The backup beeps make me crazy. Like just turn it off. Yeah, just let me fuck. Stop fucking... buzzing my seat, stop buzzing. Let the me drop. This here.
2: makes sense. Like he still has the twenty thirteen big red
0: Ohio State. Now nine. he's got a new
3: truck. <gasps> no, yeah. I don't I, I missed that? I missed the it's old nice. analog situation at times. Yeah, but his new truck is nice.
0: It's
1: AJ, you son of a bitch. I like it. It's it, got a yeah. Decepticon on the front of it, Yes. Too. Yeah.
3: It's got it's got some that? Did they ever too? recover the one that was stolen, AJ? Oh, yeah, got it back. Drove it for another four years, I think. Three years. It, Old Red was
0: beautiful. Red, Gorgeous yeah. truck. Old Red was beautiful. This one, though. Still red? No. no. Black. And it's. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. a big oh, boy. The, we,
1: the wheels come up to. To F 150. Right 2500 oh, yeah. Cummins.
3: Ford F 150. Rocky Ridge, though, it's called, I guess. So it's like bigger tires raised up a little bit. Shelby GT? Okay. No, just standard Ford. Standard. But it's like this Rocky Ridge thing. Where, I don't know. I had a buddy who I saw had one, and then yeah. that's why I picked this guy. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, it's it's a nice, hey, it's a nice truck. Great nice truck.
1: You deserve nice
0: like it, You deserve it, uh, it, A.J. You deserve Hawk. it. Good truck. All right. As yep. we uh, wrap up this glorious Coach em Up Thursday, Chuck, you want to do a giveaway, pal? Love to. What do you don't want to do? Boxing. What are you thinking?
3: Don't don't box.
0: Don't I bo- saw uh, A.Q.
5: Mm-hmm. Like, huck a basketball. and. <laughs>
0: How about it, the top put right
5: golf in, you want to do the top? Put it right in that trash can. Yeah, it was a bounce. Rocket? It was a yeah. bounce, but yeah. he, he tried to top golf
0: of uh, This is actually – no one has been able to yeah. Yeah. accomplish this particular feat, Chuck. I don't know if you have a strong enough arm for it, though. I don't oh, think, I don't think so. he does.
5: I can't get that that uh, thing to there. Why don't you try
1: it? Yeah, the trash can? There's yeah, no yeah you can. There's no weight behind it. Yeah, that. there is. Maybe don't try me. it.
0: Chuck, you're sucking the energy out. Try yeah, it. Yeah, you're being a, a drain, not a fountain. Now, Golf. Vampire. On the Topgolf app right now, you get half off Topgolf Monday through Wednesday at most locations. The Las Vegas one is not one of them. Uh, Topgolf, obviously, an incredible time. And our newest... Partner of the program. We appreciate the hell of a half-off so Monday through Wednesday, Wednesday whenever you book in the app. And you obviously have to book ahead of time because mm-hmm. all the bays are booked out. Always. Very thankful for Top Golf, And they sent these two fluffy golf
1: balls. Yeah, they're sweet. They got faces on them, too. Yeah, they,
0: on the other side. It's a like Wilson. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit like Wilson. I think Chuck wants to play catch to see if he can throw that back. I don't think he can. Not a strong enough arm, Chuck? Ooh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't lollipop a- it. I think i get that to the hoop.
0: Oh, you Ooh. want to make it in the
1: hoop? Okay, Chuck. Now all right. Okay, uh, Chuck.
0: All right, Chuck. 25 people, $500. You're able to bury that top golf ball into that basketball hoop right there on the right Come side. on, Charles. How many tries do I get with so we got two, two top golf balls. balls. That's it. Yeah. No retrieving? Well, you don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah, make make it, it right what are we here. even
1: talking yeah, who about? cares about? AJ, trade?
0: what's this guy's negativity happening before he even throws the ball? Huh? I'm going to need at least three, six, seven, ten tries. Right. What are
3: we even doing, AJ? Yeah, explain yourself, Chuck. What's going on? That's not like you. You're a very positive. That's person. not
0: like you.
5: Okay, so the first time you went to punt, yeah,
3: right, you just went cold. You never,
5: you never got a warm up. You never got any lessons. You never got a, how to, you know. Seth, I never I seen
3: Secretariat stretch
1: Bingo What Seth does this said, have man. to do with anything right now Old man
5: I should get one just to get a feel he's for it, it. What
1: if it goes hard? in though Does it count No He wants a
0: breakfast no. ball no. Right. So hey, Matt, Will you they come don't. out here and get a breakfast ball for Chuck And this goes in You heard it people I don't like it. This. No, no. I don't like this at all man. I don't like that this is the case here I think he's starting that way pal I think he's starting that way at Oh shit uh, thank you to Mitt, who looks so cool today. So cool. Good fit. So cool, so cool today. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mitt yes. is one of the greatest ball shaggers in the history yeah. of ball shaggers. Yep. Obviously, NFL ball shagger, professional ball shagger for a long time. This one does not count. Chuck's just getting yep. a feel for it. AJ, this one field. doesn't
3: count. Okay, doesn't count, Chuck. Good luck.
0: Thank God it didn't count, but I think we got it okay, figured out, right. though,
3: huh? All right, right there. We got to I'm figure go it out. To the right trash
0: now? can. What do you think, Chuck? I
3: does throw, this one man. count or you want another it's practice? Shagged. Underhand, Mitt.
0: You want another practice? You want to. Another- Okay. All right, let's go. Ready to All go. right, he's here ready we go. To go, ladies and gentlemen. Chuck Pagano will attempt to throw this Top Golf fluffy ball into that basketball hoop right over there. If he's able to accomplish that feat, twenty-five people win five hundred dollars. Thanks to our friends at Top Golf, Chuck has done a practice throw. It was horrendous, terrible. What has he learned from that throw? What will he implement into this throw? Well, twenty-five people. Oh, pretty good. I think you have an opportunity. There's another ball Very right good. here, I believe, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Boom! Shot to top golf. This is the second ball. This one's similar to the first one, though. Remember that. Don't think. Overthink it too much. Don't overthink it too much. Chuck Pagano, twenty-five people, five hundred dollars. Oh. Oh. oh, you got it. You're locked you got in. Got oh You're locked my in. god. So, Mitt was able to gather both of those balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, AQ was walking as if it was lava. That's nice scoop, Chuck. <laughs> Great scoop. Throw the goddamn
9: ball, Mitt. Guy's Mitt, why are you underhanding that?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got the to ref toss in for the top golf ball. I appreciate that. Chuck, what did we learn from those two throws? Anything, uh, what did you learn from there?
3: Yeah, get back there, Chuck.
0: Got a good feel for these okay. balls. You, do, do you sense mm. that in the next Three two, holes. one's going home? 100%. Wow. wow. Okay. 100%. okay. Here we go. We are, we're
5: going to Vegas, right? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, so put your money on one of these.
0: Okay, you got it. Okay. Two opportunities to win 25 people $500. All you got to do is put that Top Golf ball into that hoop right over there. If you book on the Top Golf app, it's half off Monday through Wednesday right
1: now. Hell yeah.
0: For the people, Chuck. For the people. Yup.
1: Yuck. Oh, oh right, went right for it. The bank, right the the bank was hope. The yeah, bank he did have
0: a little curveball, but we do know that Chuck has confidence in that this one is going to fall. Mm-hmm. Chuck Pagano for 25 people. Oh, oh. no. We bet on it. Okay. We lost. All right. Well, hey, you know. Not every day
1: is a winning day, I guess. All right. All right. I won yesterday.
3: Not every day. It was the final score of Burnley. 3-1. I watched some of them. They have yeah. a good squad.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Which one? Manchester City? They do have a
3: great team. They look good too, but how did old Buddy come on the you know the six foot eight? Holland. Holland.
0: Yeah, he, he played for twenty minutes at the end. He yeah, got shut out, right? Yeah, he did not, not score, which is crazy. Crazy thing. But they were already up a lot, so mm-hmm. I don't think he was really. What do you got going on there, Chuck? You see you holding a football is uh is the show over or what's going on? It's up to you. No, no. You you seemingly made that decision there. I'll put this down. Oh no, you don't want any winners. <laughs> You're done with it. Huck that some bitch. Just throw it. Fire uh, that pig skin. in the garbage up. can? Yeah, put it in the garbage All can? Right. All right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Pagano will be firing his football into the rock trash can right over yonder. 25 people. Oh! Oh my
1: God, dude. What a throw. Not Perfect. meant to be. That was a That was in. Ball. I mean it I went in. That's back C. rim.
0: Yeah. Chuck can spin it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's been throwing the DBs, you know, mm-hmm. in corners for his entire career. As soon as he saw that garbage can, he was like, I've made this throw a thousand times. That's mm-hmm. all practiced- I was
5: thinking about ever since AQ put his in
0: yesterday. I am thinking, oh, hell yeah. I've got that. Last right. opportunity, Chuck. Hey, here we go. Come on, Chuck. Oh. Come on, Chuck. Come on, Chuck. Come on, Chuck. Oh, you got it, Chuck. You got it, Chuck. All you got to do is put it into that trash can right over there that Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been guarding for years at this mm-hmm. point. It's that Oof, cactus fast. piece. If you're able to put that ball into that trash can, 25 people, $500. Chuck. You go, Chuck. On his
1: coach him up Thursday. <sighs> Maybe next week, Chuck. Oh wait.
0: All right, let's end on a on a high Ooh. note, shall we? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, Chuck. Good work today. Good you did You not win anybody. Thank you for one people stuff yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Bingo. In it, in Vegas on the set, there is opportunities okay. to win some stuff Help for
1: people. get that little. Yeah.
0: So you'll go out a winner on the end of the day. Okay. Sound good. What's that?
1: You want
0: no, next week we're taking. Yeah, it. what the, the fuck? Wait, <laughs> shut the fuck up, old man. Joining us oh, really? now we're gonna... is a uh, a tradition in this particular office. Normally, nobody says anything to somebody who maybe survives another year on this planet until a cake makes its presence. Mm. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a birthday in the office. It's a man who's had a lot of change in his life in the last year. This final trip around the sun has been a glorious one. I believe he'll probably eat this entire cake in one sitting mm-hmm. with the way he's been operating as of late. Happy birthday to the big pies on,
1: Nick Brown. Happy birthday, All right. Good. Good birthday. Hey, Thank you, thank you, thank
0: you. Yeah, Mitt will be bringing you the cake. He uh, brought it out here to the stage, but obviously you're in the back working, and uh, he thought you were going to come out and get your, your love and your hugs. but uh, Love you, Frank. Happy birthday, Nick! Happy birthday, Nick! Hi, baby, Nick. You, Nick. Look you look Nick. really good, Hi, baby, Nick. Nick. Love you, Nick! Nick, you look solid, Bob. You look you look phenomenal. And is AJ wanted to give you a speech on his birthday?
3: No, but it didn't. I, I think it was Walt's birthday earlier, right? Thanks for the one shot for sure. But was that was it Walt's <laughs> birthday, Nick? It was my dog, Big Walt's birthday. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. Yes. Well, happy birthday to you and Walt, then, Nick. That's Thank awesome. You, AJ. It's good for very you. Very kind of you. Do you. Yeah. Do you
0: you don't need the one shot anymore? <laughs>
3: That's all I got. Yeah, one shot's fine. I'm okay with it, but I'm just saying I don't have a whole speech for speech. Nick, but I appreciate Nick. Speech. He's great at what he does. Speech. Speech. I'm not in seventh grade anymore, Goom. I mean, you might as well just. Are you sure? <laughs> Didn't Nick give a speech at your I mean, birthday party? Yeah. He yeah. yeah. did. I don't know if he did or not. If he did, it's because he wanted to, and no one forced him up there to do it.
0: Well, you've been forced to give speeches at birthday parties before. Just count this as one yeah, of those yeah. situations. Go
3: on now, son.
0: Come on, AJ. Oh, it's not good. hard. I'm, How about a few nights nice okay, words? guys.
3: I'd like Chuck to – actually, you know what? I'd like Chuck to explain the difference between a two-hole and a 3 hole on the football. All right. All right, right. Okay. We'll do that All next right.
0: week. We'll Boom. do that next week for Vegas. Happy okay. birthday, Nick. We love you, buddy. We're appreciative of you. Uh, to everybody that watches, you're the greatest. We'll be back tomorrow. I think we got – obviously, we got Jim Harbaugh joining Yeah, Boom. Right. New Dude. coach of Los Angeles Chargers. That's a big deal. We're going to try to finish up this Mount Rushmore of NFL mm-hmm. quarterbacks. So. Yeah, need to. Had Peyton today live from Disney World. He was pumped to be in Disney World. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a guy that pumped me at Disney he World? Was very he, to he can't even fucking go on the whole Space time. Mountain. What's that, pal? He can't
4: even go on Space Mountain either. Well, oh, his neck surgeries. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. He's that pumped, and he doesn't even fucking get to go on Space Mountain.
0: I got a picture of him at Disney World. Just so excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a little child. And obviously, Mosley was going bananas as well. So shout to him. Patrick Mahomes joined yesterday when he poked his head in. And then Tom Brady was on Tuesday. So I think we could complete a Mount Rushmore if we get... The Montana one.
1: Yeah. Oh, this would be a Montano? great. This would be a great week too going forward. Like, hey, Goat Week is the week in between the championship weekend and Super Bowl Sunday. Not even goat. I mean, like, we kind of just stumbled into this. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: like Mount Rushmore of football.
2: Really, Mahomes popping his head in, kind of huge kidding. deal. Yeah,
0: and then us, Tom Brady, his brand getting merging yeah. with Noble same mm-hmm. week, just so happening. It's like. We have an opportunity here. Yes, we, we have a real opportunity here. And I want to let you know we're going to pound the pavement and try to make it happen for tomorrow, especially with the Niners in the big one. Yeah, mm-hmm. It'll be a perfect tie-in. We're incredibly lucky to be doing this. We're incredibly thankful to be doing this. We appreciate you all watching every single day. And uh, we'll continue to try to make it a half-assed, decent show every single day, as long as you'll have us. You're the greatest. Chuck, great work today. Great work, Chuck. Chuck. Happy birthday, Nick. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Happy birthday Nick. Nick. Hey, thank Happy you, birthday, guys. Nick. I appreciate the hell out of all of you. It's got got you. Got Eat you Neuralink.
3: Link. Ooh, Boom. Congrats. Oh Congrats.
0: Okay. Can't wait. All That's right. really nice of me, I think. Nobody's really talking about it. <laughs> But got you a Neuralink. I
3: think I think it's very nice.
0: Thank you. They're drilling in your head today. Okay. So I got <laughs> <me> <laughs> a guy coming in to drill in Neuralink <laughs> in your brain. Mitt's doing it. They did send an instruction manual for yep. Mitt to do it. Yep, Dr. McMahon, It's like McMahon. Ikea. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine Mitt ever holding a no. power tool? All right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you grow up what's on a ranch? Cost? Yeah. What's I'm in Montana. Oh, what's, what's one of those things cost? I don't know. I'm not sure the
1: price of it. Yeah, I don't know if they have a price. I think yet. it's like $37.
0: The Apple um, virtual reality thing, they're going uh thirty nine ninety nine. Three $39.99. $3,999. was right, kind of sweet.
1: That
3: was kind of sweet. Dollars? What do you do with it, though? the glasses deal
0: uh, yeah it just seems like you just
3: live your life but can you play games with it i was i was like i thought you could play there'd be oculus games on as well but it looks like i don't know
0: yeah they're like you can text on here you can search your websites on yeah. here oh i already oh. have a computer thanks you yeah, can have uh, instructions for stuff pop up on the side while you're cooking so dumb and it's like well my phone has all that and i don't have to wear or spend a thing they're like but you could see your kids with it on still I could do that
3: with- like well i can my see eyes. like my daughter without that, that it. That wouldn't be weird for my kids.
0: Yeah, I think they were just kind of planning on everybody wearing them. I think that that's seemingly the commercial that I watched. I don't know if you've seen anything different. I
4: have no. I, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I don't think they have any of the stuff that people actually want to do on there yet. And it's <laughs> Apple, so they're still like, well, we, we gotta charge people four thousand bucks. For them. So they'll <laughs> yeah, come around right? eventually. They'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly.
0: Chuck will go boxing an Apple one yeah. soon mm-hmm. at some point. How was that though? That was pretty cool in her. Yeah, great workout. Yeah unbelievable workout. But I wouldn't want to wear that. And they're saying the Apple one pretty the today's uh, Lester Holt on the nightly Mm -hmm. news. They had a segment about it with a technology expert lady. And she said reviews are in a little heavy, a little clunky on the thing. It's like, that's the worst thing you want to hear. Right, But very uh, user friendly and all this other stuff that they're saying. I'm like, I just don't know how many people are paying 4,000 bucks to wear glasses in their house to do something that they can do on their phone already. Yo. Yeah, but you don't need your phone. You can just use your eyes okay. and your hands. It's like, well, I'm using my eyes and my fingers with my phone. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to do hold anything, but my face has to hold something. Oh, shit. Good point. Oh, yeah. Well, your hand's free. It's easier. Oh, but you're still using. All right. I'm not smart enough. we we'll figure it out. I just don't think I'm smart enough. But also, I'm an Oculus. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm an Oculus guy. Mm-hmm. They just want me in there for an hour. mock. play a little ping
3: pong, mm-hmm. fight some guys, work
0: out, do my thing. Oculus is
3: like that now, though. I feel like, isn't it, where you could still see your surroundings? Yeah, I'm boxing the new one? in the Thunderdome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm
0: playing ping pong yeah. in the Thunderdome against somebody from Germany, who's beating the hell out of me. By the way, I, I got to get back in there. Player. Yeah, I got hustled. I got ran Real off player. the table by a couple people in that Oculus. Yeah. That was not delightful. That was not all. But we'll get better. Hell yeah. Which is what we're gonna do with this program. Hopefully, always. You're all the best. We'll see you tomorrow for a feel-good Friday and hopefully some, uh, a couple monster guests. You know, yep. be a friend, tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. We're in this thing together. Team on me, team on three. One, two, three. Team. Goodbye. You're-